Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your locally owned source for hunting, fishing, and shooting gear in interior Alaska. They sell proven gear that will tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to, and Frontier always stays current with gear for the season. Whether you're baiting bears in the spring, fishing, camping, or dip netting in the summer, you're looking for game bags and moose camp gear in the fall, uh, if you need to stock up on trapping lures or just get everything you need to go ice fishing, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as camping gear and backpacking food. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find a full hardware store naturally, and um, you'll also find your snow machine, ATV, and marine accessories down there. They go out of their way to stock plenty, plenty of quality, useful equipment. And whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on a never-ending home improvement project, or anything in between, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location in North Pole, so make sure you stop in next time you need to gear up. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Realtor Rick Lindsay, a guy that can take care of just about any of your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area. Now, the Hedgecock Group has been in Fairbanks North Pole real estate market since the early 80s, and their service is tailored to meet the diverse needs of home buyers in interior Alaska. Now, Rick has lived in Fairbanks for a long time and understands a lot of the less obvious ins and outs of buying and selling property around here. You know, things like water holding tanks and permafrost and all that jazz. Fairbanks is a really unique place to live, and having a realtor that knows what to look for in a quality place can make all the difference. Rick's a Marine Corps veteran and will work hard to get you exactly what you need. And if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Fairbanks or North Pole area, reach out to Rick at 907-378-6780. And go check out his Instagram at R-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-113 at rlindsey113. He's really a passionate outdoorsman. He's just like us. He's one of us. And he loves to share his adventures on there. And he's got a pretty a pretty nice cranker of a ram that I'm jealous of. So go check him out. I know there's lots of you out there that dream of moving to Alaska, but it's a big step and can be kind of intimidating. Landing a solid job before you move can make things run a lot smoother, but you might not be sure of the job market or even really where to look. Now, if you're an experienced ASC certified or GM factory trained technician, I've got good news for you. Chevrolet GMC of Fairbanks is looking to hire qualified service department techs, and they've got enough work to keep you pretty much as busy as you want to be. Fairbanks Chevy has a very busy shop, but they allow for flexible scheduling. They offer top market pay rates with paid overtime, a great benefits package with 401k retirement plan with contribution matching. And, you know, for a service tech, you can really make a good solid living. They, they can offer relocation assistance to help get you up here, paid training to get you spun up, and they have a well-lit and well-maintained facility, and these are all things that I mean, help contribute to a great work atmosphere. On top of all that, they make it a priority to allow you to take your vacation time during hunting season, something that is really tough in the, in the service and construction industries here in Fairbanks and can sometimes be a deal breaker for folks like us. Good help and hard workers are always welcome in Fairbanks, and if this is the opportunity you've been waiting for, apply at FairbanksChevy.com or call their service manager, Rick Lindsay, directly at 907-215-6444. That's how you do it.
All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, as always, sitting here with the Dr. Frank Schultz. We were just talking about how this first first podcast in a while, we've actually been just you and I. Yeah, has been a long time. Long time. Long time. I've just been out doing so much trophy hunting that <laughs> I, haven't had, I haven't had any time. <laughs> yeah, well, we're sitting here uh, in interior Alaska, fresh blanket of snow. And I was a little disappointed to come up your driveway, and it's not plowed yet for all the excitement about, you know, got the plow truck set up. We're going to be driving around crushing sodas and yeah, well, <laughs> some sprites. Yeah, a couple of Mountain Dews. <laughs> um, you got to let it pack down the first couple, man. I haven't plowed mine either like, for that specific reason. Yeah. Everybody's like got their new plows and all this shit, and I see everybody's like plowing already. I'm like, why the fuck would you plow your driveway right now? Yeah, this is a good way to break your plow. It seems break like your plow, to me. or if you got like good gravel, just yeah, gou- just gouge everything. Yeah, up. wreck your yard. No, I typically wait. It will be nice though this year to not be sitting on a four wheeler to be sitting in a heated truck cab. You'll be getting a couple phone calls. Oh, sure. Hey, could you come over and, uh, hey, man. I need some help over here plowing my driveway. I put chains on specifically so I can be like, no, I can't go anywhere. It's got <laughs> yeah. chains on it. That was the other thing. I was like, I was pretty proud of myself this week when it started snowing. Last weekend, I was like, dry ground. Yeah. I grabbed the chains and strung them oh, out. Man. I was like, I'm going to lay down and put these chains on right now while the ground is dry. And that way, when it snows, I'm not like, oh, shit, I got to lay down in the snow and put these chains on. Two days later, it snowed. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that felt good, huh? Thinking, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, it's funny because, I mean, what is today, though? October. First something. week, October. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I think this is going to, I think this is permanent. I do, too. I was just talking to somebody I was working today and was just talking with a homeowner about this. And I was like, what do you think? Here to stay, gonna warm up, melt. And I was like, I think that it's shitting it won't nowhere. Well, not all of it. Not all. Of I mean, it, yeah. some of it will. I guarantee it. But we this snows here to stay most of it. Yeah, and we have like, I don't know how much you have at your house, but I mean, it's melted. Like it's last like night, this, it was yeah. warm, and today it's been fairly warm. But we're not gonna have like the sunny. I've been working warm, down like, sunny heat where it's like really, and it, it was freaking. Dumping snow here when I left, and we had, I don't know, three and a half inches on the porch, and then it had been shoveled, so we had an inch and a half before that, and I'm driving down there, and I, like, get down by Eielson, and it's raining, and there's, like, hardly any snow on the ground. It's like, huh, no shit. So... Even you just drive down into town and there's not hardly yeah. any. It's not like I'm up on the top of a mountain or anything here. It's just yeah, that well, my there's place a lot either. more snow There's here. more snow, yeah, at our place than in town. <clears throat> it's funny, though, because it uh, seems like there's usually a couple storms that melt. I was hoping that we wouldn't get, like, this snow till well for another couple weeks. But you're flirting with disaster anytime you get into October, if you're hoping for that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. My dreams of cutting all next year's firewood. In the next two weeks, have been dashed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty much just licking my wounds at this point. I I got everything I need for this year, but I kind of I mean, when I first moved here, somebody told me, um, in October it'll drop down below zero. Pretty I'll, much, always pretty much always permanent snow have, by Halloween. Yeah, much. and you'll pretty much it, by the end of October it'll have gone below zero at least 
at least one time. Yeah. And some years it, it always has in 20 years, it always has. And some years it's like multiple days and some years it's like, holy shit, it's like 15 below zero. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. <clears throat> There's only so. one time I remember it was a couple of years ago that we didn't have like permanent snow before it just cause it didn't end up snowing. Before, right. You know, it was cold. Right. Anyway, whatever. I don't so. care. And that's the, my other thing is like, now there's snow on the ground. I mean, it might as well snow two feet at this point so you can go and rip sleds around. Yeah. No, it was fun. So I was going to say that. So what was that shit called, this cartoon you were showing me? It's Temp Temp Tales. Temp Tales. It's like like a Maine Maine South Park. Yeah, kind of. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Yeah. with the guy like the meat. It was like a meat recall, the little mini episode. Yeah, meat recall, one of them. Calls up and... Yeah, drive oh, drive a MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh with the yeah, talking with the customer service guy he gets is also in Maine. It's like, oh no shit, bud. He said here's supposed to snow up <laughs> snow a foot tomorrow. No, eighteen inches is gonna tear the shit up. Bap, bap. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh yeah. It's or the very, uh, very yeah, funny. The, the the buzzy buzzy buzzwises. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a good one. Yeah, that's funny. But shit, uh, no doubt well, the first one, it. yeah, was it was just like some reporter and no, that it's was like from, what this is gonna, this is the storm from hell. Stam- Nash, you'll go good in the, in the deep stuff. Stamageddon. <laughs> Stamageddon. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah, pretty. Yeah, they're funny, funny as hell. No doubt about it. Um, I don't even know where that shit came from. Years ago, I. I don't even know. Somebody sent it to me or some shit. I don't remember. If I but. had a dollar for every useless, stupid, funny thing. Oh, what, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Every stupid video that I've watched. Yeah. You ever have it? Like, yeah, my, sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll just like start chuckling and my wife just rolls, just shakes her head. Like, yeah. Well, Carrie was sitting <laughs> yeah. here and we watched that and she's like, you guys are like eight year olds. We were laughing our ass off, like crying, laughing. <laughs> I can adjust here. It feels like weird. I'm like not looking at you talking. I'm like staring at the wall. <laughs> well, you can look <clears> at the mo- you can look at the moose. We're at, we're in the mobile the the mobile podcast studio. Yeah, in, in the Schultz game room, over at the over at my place. Got to come over here to look at some decent sized moose. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get if you're a trophy hunter. Yeah. Fucking Matt. <laughs> you guys giving me all sort of shit about being a trophy hunter. I'm like, these fuckers, they wait until I'm not around and then give me a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm not Lance Armstrong over yeah. here. <laughs> Do you have to cut your nuts off to ride that bike, too? <laughs> no. Um, Good I, for him, man. That's awesome. That he did fuck cool. with me big time this summer, though. He's like, sends me a picture of his bike on the pipeline, like leaned up against one of the the pipeline pilings pilings. and he's like got my bike getting ready to go i'm going all all the way to dead horse (laughs) and i was like what the fuck dude i was he's like yeah i'm just up by wickersham i'm like decided to camp tonight over on the pipeline oh he was messing with you wanted to send you wanted to send you a picture and i was like holy shit dude that's like a brazen move for like just got a bike and i'm gonna (laughs) ride it to fucking dead horse (laughs) holy shit I mean, and I totally bit it. Like, instantly, I was like, man, good for you, blah, blah, blah. Well, now that like, you say that, just you kidding. Me. That's right by my house on the pipeline. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just fucking with you. But then he went and did the Denali, Denali Highway, yeah. which is, that's no joke either. I mean, for, I mean, coming from a guy that doesn't ride a bike. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. like, shit. 
good no, for you, No, like man. I said, that's a, uh, that's definitely definitely a cool thing. Definitely a change of pace too. Carrie loves it. She rides. I mean, she rides this thing almost every day. She used to have her. She rides road bike, like t- small tire, yeah, like ripping. Yeah. And she leaves, and she's like, "Oh yeah," sends me a screenshot of her like little track that she's done. And you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's like 15, 16 miles, and I'm like, "You've only been gone for like an hour and a half. How the fuck do you go that far that fast?" And she's like, "Oh, that's nothing." I'm like, nothing? Holy shit. I think the farthest I've ever ridden a bike was like, something was wrong to with my Milton's car. Milton's Candy Store. Right. Well, something <laughs> yeah. was wrong with my car when I was in high school, and yeah. I was like going to see some girl or something, and I was like, screw it, I'm getting on oh, the bike, man. and I'm riding. <laughs> and that was like 12 miles or something, and I was like, this sucks. That's the peak of testosterone right there, I <laughs> right. guess. Holy yeah, shit. 17 years old, and just like, I'm riding. <laughs> oh, man, speaking of road sports, uh, did I ever tell you about the time? I was thinking about this other day. Did I ever tell you about the time when – we encountered all made had the big pile up up here up on the road up above here. Oh, with going bikes. to Tracy's, not you, bikes, not bikes. The uh, the cross country the summer cross country oh, skiers who are like, like plentiful rollerblader skier. Yeah, deal. The, it's like <clears throat> like for people who who don't know what I'm talking about. It's like a about thirty inches. Yeah, long. It's like a cross country ski, but with like rollerblade wheels on the end, so people yeah. can like practice their cross country because that's a whole another thing that would. They'd have to have the crash cart waiting about 100 yards down the fucking trail for me. But, oh, man. Um, yeah, you don't lean forward <laughs> on those things. No. So, uh, but they'll practice in the summer. Faith and I were going to Tracy's house, coming from the other side. This road's like steep hill, real windy, and we come around, and there's like seven or eight of them lined up going down, and so we're slowed down waiting on them because it's not safe to pass them. It's too tight. Yeah. And then, like, the front one, the front dude, like, turns and looks or something and wipes out. Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody. Like, there's no getting out of the way. Like, there's oh, no, no. You don't stop. There's no brakes on those things <laughs> no. going downhill. So, uh. Oh, dude. Asphalt. Oh, yeah. Rugged. Ah, uh, yeah. That shit wears right through your skin fast when you fall on and it. And especially when you just got, like, the Schwinn yeah, tights. The and spandex going. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's rugged. I don't think anybody, like. I didn't stop to look, but I don't think anybody got seriously hurt. But <laughs> I didn't stop. I didn't run. <laughs> they all crashed, and I just drove by. Uh, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's roll. not wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like, way to go, dude! Nice crash. crash. I give it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what made me think of that, but yeah. Yep, reckon. Because it's because you're thinking about biking, and you ever see those road races where somebody oh, crashes? Just nasty. Like right when they're starting those races with like hundreds <laughs> yeah. of people. Next thing you know, like there's like two people out in the lead, and they're the only people that are still riding their bikes <laughs> out of like 250 people. Yeah. Like one dude slips a chain, and they all just pile into him. And they're all clipped, those things. It's a real shit show when you're clipped to your pedals. Those I can things. imagine. You can't, like, get off of them. I don't know how many people I've seen, like, pull up to stoplights and think they're going to be, like, the old balance the old trick Joe, where they're, like, the old Joe Biden oh, tip I'm going to, like, sideways. balance this thing here instead of unclipping. And they're, like, oh, man. Yep. Good job, Matt. More power to you. Mm. I didn't ask him if he was doing the clip-in or if he had the, the traditional style, like the shin wrecker. Yeah. Pedals, remember? Heavy grip on them. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, but, I don't know. Where I grew up, went they went nuts. The um, mountain opened up the chairlift to like downhill riding mountain bikes, and then they have all these trails everywhere in the in the town mm-hmm. where the mountain is that people from all over the friggin' world come. It's like taking over. It's like they the town probably makes more money on mountain biking than it does on skiing in the winter because wow. there's snow shit around there in the winter anymore. Yeah. It's nothing like when I was a kid. And <clears throat> people are coming there and riding bikes like constantly on all these, like they're like super nice. You know, you can just imagine like pristine Vermont, you know, foliage with bike trails yeah. and shit in the woods. And yeah, people are coming riding riding the shit out of their mountain bikes everywhere on all these trails. There's, I would assume hundreds and hundreds of miles of trails for people to ride on. And it's all on, I think it's all on private and state land where they've like gotten permission from farmers or whatever yeah. to like, you know, I'm sure they're getting kickback or whatever to have these people riding on the on, on these trails, but um yeah, it's a big big thing, big deal. We seen somebody on a like a freaking one of them road bikes yesterday riding through like 4 inches of slush and I was like Dude, got a D-Wee. <laughs> there, no, there ain't no way. There ain't no way he's doing that for fun. That's funny. Like, all the, like I, I know we talked. I'm sure we, uh, I feel like this came up at some point, but it's like, you know, especially on all these Alaska TV shows, it's like, oh, a muzzleloader hunter? You're a felon. Aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't own a gun, can you? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I prefer to hunt with a muzzleloader. Like what, did Matt get in a little trouble? He got a bike and a muzzle. He's like, bird hunting with, hunt with his double muzzleloader. I haven't looked up court view yet, yeah. so. <laughs> oh, uh, too funny. That's awesome, though. He sent me a bunch of pictures, man. Uh, this looks like a real hoot doing, you know, shooting those birds with a, oh, with a yeah. muzzleloader shotgun. Yeah, super cool. We had one when I was a kid in the store for sale at a certain point in time, and I think it was... I don't remember. I want to say that it was a 20 gauge, but it was a single. And I can't, I don't know, I can't remember. But it was a muzzle loader shotgun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like the only one I've ever seen until Matt got that one. It's not like yeah. you see him every day, you no, know, like, like regular muzzle loaders. Sure, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's funny now that all this inline shit is. You know, even like showing Dave a picture of my muzzleloader with that bear that I shot. He's yeah. like, damn, that's an old one. And I'm like, well, not really. I mean, yeah. it's not, I don't know. It's not a fucking flintlock. No. So. Well, and it's not like, yeah, that that is pretty interesting. Because, yeah, I guess every everyone thinks muzzleloaders. I mean, just like a bow compound. Uh, eh, traditional bows, like people have gotten back into shooting, you know. Yeah. It kind of ebbs and flows like the popularity of it, but mm-hmm. it's—I mean—kind of kind of a similar thing. I think, but the reason, kind of the reason for us for muzzleloaders when we were when you know when I was younger, my dad was like, "Why should we stop hunting? We can hunt for another week." So yeah. it can be turn three weeks into four weeks. Oh, exactly. When you, you know, it's just that was the whole reason was like we can continually and you can shoot another deer, or if you didn't yeah. get one, you can still get like actively go and hunt and, and get a deer. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I mean, it's, well, it's part, and I think my dad always liked bow hunting, but too, but growing up, like being, he's a football coach, high school teacher, like just, you had a 30 day archery. Well, in at least, I don't know if it's still like this. When I grew up in Colorado, you, I believe you had to pick your, like you got 
an archery elk tag or, you know, over the counter. You either got an archery one or you could pick one of the rifle ones. You couldn't hunt multiple seasons. I don't know if that's true anymore, but. Because I'm not, just having Dave come up here to moose hunt, one of the things that fascinated me that you guys were talking about, I had no idea that you can't hunt elk in the rut with anything but a bow anywhere. Like the like There's, majority seasons yeah. in the lower forty eight for elk are bow seasons when they're yeah, rut, sure. when they're September. rutting and like responsive well, to calling. Well, and, and shit. I remember, and I think it's still the case. I remember as a kid that there's a week of muzzleloader season in September, like which I think lines up pretty well with the rut. Um, in Colorado, in Colorado, yeah. Was that just for residents, or is that for... no? I think it's non. Well, I think it's non residents because there was some. I think it was some guy from. Texas shot some dude, some other oh, non, shit. like a couple, somebody got like blasted. Some other dude, a huh. cut, just a, last year, the year before, I don't remember. <clears throat> the years kind of like run together at this I point. I also didn't but. realize Colorado is like the easiest state to go and elk hunt in for non-residents yeah, of and I Colorado. Think, yeah, which, you know, it's, I don't pay that much attention no, to the I mean, elk situation in the either. lower 48, but it seems like it's getting tougher to hunt in other places. Well, that's what he was like. Well, the only time you can hunt elk in the rut is with a bow and i'll and he's like there's nowhere that you can hunt him with a with a rifle and i was like bullshit and he's like where yeah and i was like fucking alaska yeah <laughs> he didn't see that one coming and no he didn't he's like there's elk here it's like shit yeah there is yeah one of these days yeah. we'll get that jesus be fun maybe <laughs> yeah exactly it's one of those things that everybody and their brother puts in for that now that it used to not be near as... Yeah, because weren't you saying you got it both like the first couple times you put in for it? Yeah, like three years in a row that I put in for it after I was like, oh, shit, we can shoot elk here. Let's, I'll put in for this. Yeah. And they're just easier to find when they're responsive to calling. Mm-hmm. It's way easier to like... I had one of the leftover, like the, the registration Originally, tags. the first time I ever went down there, I did as well. And I walked my ass off looking for them. And just could not find them. Yeah, I just got it. I just got, well, knowing when I was going to be going down there that year, I just got one of the, maybe Josh even told me, like, hey, you get a registration tag just in case, you know. Yeah. And, one, yeah, sure shit. Like, one day we were out with some, I was, like, banging around the lodge or if I was, like, out helping some deer hunters or something that day, but, um. Get back and the other some drop off deer hunters were like, dude, we we heard elk bugling back in uh, Back Bay. Is there something weird? I can yeah. Hear there's like, like a little feedback or something. Bit. Like there's like a little bit of feedback. Technical difficulties. I don't know if you just turned my head. You just turned my headset down, so I can't hear the feedback. It's still there though. Yeah, I think that's just in the amp though. In the headset, not the recorder. Oh, okay. Right on. That doesn't matter then. Should Don't be care. good, yeah. Right on. Apologies if it's not. I'm basically a knuckle dragger, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, one day, yeah, the uh, hunter, oh, these hunters came back in saying they'd heard a bull, heard bulls bugling back in Back Bay oh, in right like on. November. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I went back there the next day and I found, I mean, they just tear the living shit out of everything so it i found like i found where they'd been dirt bike and went ripping through the woods with it yeah i found where they'd been but i couldn't ever catch up to them they went 
Seems like they're just constantly on the move, like all the time. Never stop moving. It's almost like caribou. Yeah. Like Any time that I've hunted them down there, they're never just like milling. They're just yeah. on just trying to figure out like where go. they're. Yeah. Yeah, and you either got to get in front of them or catch up to them, and catching up to them is it's like catching up to a caribou or anything, any yeah. wild animal for that matter, not happening. Um, and I found the bugling never did respond. They wouldn't. Like they wouldn't turn around and come back back to it. They'd bugle back, but you had to like catch them, and it would stop them. It would like Mm -hmm. stop them so that you could like get on them. Yeah, but you couldn't. um, You you wouldn't turn them around and make them like come to you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys ever call like try cow calling them or anything? Oh yeah, I called called every time. Like mew him and yeah bugle and shit. And I think it's way different. You know, you're you're hunting a those herds that I was hunting were only, they weren't like the majority of the Afognak elk herd. Yeah, just there little were like fringe tiny, herds. like maybe 15 or 20 animals, and there'd be like a couple of spikes, maybe like a fork bull, and then one like good sized bull, big bull. And then I just, I never even shot a bull. The only opportunities that I ever had at bulls, they were smaller, and I was like, I'm not going to, I'll just shoot a cow yeah. rather than fuck around with trying, like shooting a little bull. Like mm-hmm. maybe next year I'll draw it again. And, and then it was like the next year, same thing. It was like, shit. And I wasn't about to be like, once I had him in and I could shoot one, I was like, fuck it, I'm just shooting the first, yeah. biggest one that I can see that's the yeah. closest to me. And that's just how it played out. But I think like hearing people talk about <clears throat> how, Elk get like wise to people bugling down in the lower forty yeah, years, like they'll shut off yeah. exactly, and like how to call and like what type all this different shit. There, it's like one order to Cabela's with that bugle, and I like blew off the back deck a couple yeah. of times. Was like, this is easy. I went out and like bugled the whole herd. Was like, oh, there they are. <laughs> Shoot one. I was like, I don't know what everybody's talking about. This is so difficult. But I just think that they never hear people yeah. screwing around. They're like, oh, look, there's one that's a special one. It came off the short bus. Yeah. Let's go see what that one's doing. <laughs> then I could kick his ass. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so it's fun nonetheless. It's neat in those woods there. That's just seeing those elk moving through that. You know, there's just moss everywhere. Everything's super quiet. and Yeah water dripping everywhere and they're just like around you in the woods and you're like holy shit this is going to smell them you yeah know? well that was one it was interesting i guess i'd never smelled the ones on i assume they smell the same when i that one i killed in new mexico was the first elk the only elk i've killed mm-hmm. um it's like i instantly recognized the smell of like i mean smelled like the last elk i'd smelled was when i was a kid you know? Yeah, something like your dad shot or yep, whatever. Yeah, yep. and uh, yeah, that was pretty. Like they have a very at least at least down there. I mean, I'm assuming they would probably smell the same, but yeah, um, like a really distinct smell. Yeah, just like a lot of stuff. Like moose have a very distinct smell. Yeah, exactly. Black sheep, black sheep bears, do. grizzly bears, yeah. sheep do. Yeah, how many freaking times we? Oh, you're walking sheep hunting. And you're like, they've been here. They're They've been here. Right They're here. somewhere around here. They were just here this morning or an hour ago or whatever. You can just, like, smell that they've been around. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it. We walked around that corner this year, and it was just well, like, you know, hit you in the face. shit. It's like somebody punched me. I was like, wow, look at all the tracks. It just smells like a barnyard here. Yeah, there's been a couple of those spots over the years we've been in where it's, 
like so overpowering where you know sheep are in there every day. Yeah. And just good like a really good, well used well used spot. You can see once you get into those spots, like especially this year, you're like, Well of course look at that, come around here, be in the shade. Yep. Protected. All they got to do is run up there to the top of the hill. It doesn't matter what's coming after them. They're yep. s- protected. They're safe. They got good escape ground. They got good food right around the corner that's not very far away. And, yeah, still, huh? You turned mine down so low I can hardly even hear myself talking. Yeah, it's fine. It just bothered me a little bit. Sometimes if I got to move these this recorders like a little close to the – sometimes if they're – Oh, to separate them or – yeah, move them closer. Move them closer. I don't know. Mm. Wiggle, wiggle this wire. Dump some beer on them. Push that button. <laughs> That'll help. Dump a beer on those no, things. It's, uh, It'll work fine. Yeah. The. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So someday we'll draw that. I mean, I've been at this point. I don't know. We're like six. Six years in a row. I think I've put us in party yeah. hunt for that tag. Fucking nothing. Goose egg. Yeah, but that reminds me, moose season's over, but whining season is in full, <laughs> it's full, in full swing. Like, what's the number one reason why I didn't get a moose? What's no, not me personally, me? but no, like other oh, people. Like, um, well, my whining season's open. It is so uh, like, non-res- non-resident hunters being non-residents being able to come up here is, oh, okay. is a big reason. Guides, uh-huh. of course. Um. The federal closures, which, you know, like, I mean, in some instances, that's not a huge moose factor. No. Uh, biggest reason, the rut's later and later every year. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, man. As long as I've been hearing that, they ought to be rutting in December. Yeah. Dropping, which, dropping with, calves in yeah. August. <laughs> in August. <laughs> yeah. I brought that to the wall just on one of these complaining threads on facebook or something i is that where you see yeah brought that up you know something was like oh is fishing game gonna let us hunt later now that the rut's later and later every year it's like are you serious people say oh yeah oh yeah oh my 100 percent. and then you know someone was like someone was like on the peninsula they're rutting in december and i'm like what are you talking about he's like yeah bulls are fighting i was like dude those bulls are Fighting yeah. and dicking around till they lose their antlers. <laughs> they are. So no, no shit. But no. Yeah, it's wild. They totally. And what's really cool is they, after the rut, moose start rubbing trees. Like how white, like, yeah. like deer, like rub trees, like during make the rut, rubs, like making yeah. rub lines and scrape lines and shit. Moose rub trees after the rut. And it's like, I don't exactly, I mean, I don't know enough about it. We got to get Tony just back seeing in here doing to like talk winter, about yeah. this stuff. But like, I've seen them actively doing it, like rubbing trees and shit. And it's like some kind of a, like, I'm marking my territory. This is where I do my rutting and breeding and shit or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I th- thought that's, that shit's pretty cool. It's very interesting. Follow tracks right to trees that where they're like, yeah, tear the thing in six foot of tree that's like six inches in diameter yeah. just like scr- all the way around it where they've just like worked all the way around the tree and just tore it right up oh that's cool yeah but yeah that's that's a big a big uh the big rut change the big rut the delayed rut delayed rut huh but if they move the season back the rut will happen earlier well so. yeah because there always has to be an excuse 
<laughs> why I didn't get a moose. Yeah, which is funny. Like, I don't know. You know, there's one. I think it's one thing to kind of like analyze. Maybe like I don't. I overthink things a lot of times, but try to figure, think like, all right, well, what was different? What was weird? And I think I got to remind myself because I'm always thinking like, all right, every year, like how many years something is a little off or yeah, whatever. It's different every year. It's different every year. Yeah. It's like last year, the bull, you know, the bulls where we were hunting, like they were around, there was bulls there. And, you know, like after, during the, the time, the couple previous years, it's like, yeah, we just couldn't get them to respond as well as we want as we thought. So we thought it's off, but is it really off? It's, it's like shooting a, like. I keep going back to like rifle accuracy. It's like sometimes mm. you know you get one, one rifle will shoot a little fucking tiny group like that. One flyer, but the same, but the yeah, but the same. Yeah, you know, it's just there's some variance in it, but yeah. you know, and then well, we I just, think well, and I think last year it's like well, if things had just a couple things had gone differently, we would have shot both the big bulls we called in the first few days, and everything would have been like. Best moose season ever. You what know? we just talked about was, I just said something to a guy today. I was like, "It's like nothing, nothing, nothing until it's something, yep. and all it takes is like just a second, and you're like, oh shit, there's moose everywhere.' Like, man, yeah. I just shot one. Like, whoa, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's working out just like I thought it was going to. You can <laughs> yeah. like bitching about how it <laughs> yeah, sucks right sucks. up to that point where sucks. you pull this the is trigger. Terrible. They're all gone. And what we just talked about was where we're hunting now. The first year we had opportunities at three bulls. We just like didn't where we shoot saw the like first saw, one. Bulls. saw and they stood there and you actually like I don't count like oh I saw a glimpse of an antler in the woods like yeah I only count if I could have shot that moose yeah like I was presented with a broadside so, shot an ethical yeah. clean shot at it then it counts like as a moose yep. so that first year was three and then the next two years and we sh- we ended up that year shooting two bulls yep the next year shot two bulls. The next year had opportunity. They both yeah. of those moves. I was trying to get my dad on both of them, and it yeah. just didn't work out. They were both could have been shot. I just made the mistake of thinking both times they will come closer, yeah, and I they mean, just did just, not. Just but that was that's a matter of just that, making again, the best decision in the, the moment ex- you can exactly. Yeah. And that's three years in a row. So then this year again. So each year that we've hunted that spot, there's been opportunity to shoot two bulls. Yep. Like every year, which yep. I mean, shit, oh, it's you, great, man. It's amazing, yeah. right? I mean, compared yeah. to like a lot of people going out and being like, "Yeah, I saw a cow," and or, a lot of other I spots I've hunted, yeah. or whatever the deal may be. Like, I think that's absolutely phenomenal to like, yeah, one have especially. opportunity at two bulls per year is awesome, and especially considering <clears throat> that it's a spot where uh, you have to call them. Yeah, you can't go chase after them at all. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Um, but yeah, no, and it's Tracker and Dave. Well, we should just get out there and follow. Like we need. Yeah. If it would just snow, <laughs> I was like, oh, it'll snow like, soon holy. enough, man. I was like, <laughs> you can't follow these things. I was like, you can't even move through the woods and try and like slow hunt and kill one. I was like, next thing you know, you're four miles away from anything, and you're like, shoot a moose four miles away from anything in a swamp. You can keep it. I was like, you're gonna carry. <laughs> the entire moose out. I'm not carrying any of it. <clears throat> yep. No, it's uh, yeah, it's funny. In the, in the sh- I mean, sheep hunting's the same way. Like, just the 
Yeah, but sheep hunting, it doesn't matter because you know you have to carry it no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I'm like going back to the like the oh the why I didn't get one excuses. You know, it's um yeah. Which, like I said, you know, the last couple of years that we didn't kill sheep, I don't intentionally try not to whine. I mean, just oh, I'll say be, what I'll the way bitch it, about it, but it's bitch like, about it. But it's yeah, just the way it is sometimes. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, one of the two, one of the years, the weather was shit. We couldn't really hunt that much. It just didn't work it out. It didn't work all. out. And then the next year, we passed up a sheep, a legal ram. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I said to you guys this year. I was like, that was my opportunity right there. I was like, I'm the only one to be held responsible. Yeah. Like, that was thing was dead to rights. That bull could have been killed mm-hmm. easily. Like, super simple. Yep. But uh, but I'm a trophy hunter. Yeah, you're a trophy <laughs> hunter, dirty trophy hunter now. Oh, I just shoot more than you can eat, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's funny, and I don't know, the, sh- the whole sheep topic, which is interesting. I should have this out by then, Tuesday the tenth. I guess uh, Brad Windling, the sheep biologist here in Fairbanks, is going to give a. Uh, him and Joe Wan are going to do a presentation on like just kind of the status of where they think things are Tuesday at TVSA Tuesday what? at like seven p.m. I should on be October tenth. Town. That's this week. I'm going to try to make it over that's if I can. Yeah, this coming. Yeah, that's this just coming in a week. couple of days, right? Yeah. So I'm going to. I'll get this up yeah. this weekend and then. So, but yeah, I mean, just like to no one's surprise like no one should be surprised at this point that yeah sheep hunting's fucking tough in a lot of in a lot of places it's already been tough and i mean the point that i just joke about the whining is like there's been whining like for the last 20 years like well and longer than that as long as i've been doing it yeah like it's always yeah yeah just complain people want and i think people naturally want someone to blame or something to blame for just shit not working out and sometimes it just doesn't work out no, exactly. I, you can imagine the guys when they were like, yeah, you can't aerial kill wolves anymore. Imagine the complaining then. Yeah. The guys are like, well, fuck, I can't fuck the sheep. are all getting killed. Like, yeah. I got to be able to shoot wolves out of my airplane in order to keep my sheep spot good. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, that's, I mean, that's a whole other subject because I think some of that stuff was good for the sheep population. Oh, I think it, it was, was too. On. But can you imagine the fucking oh, yeah. complaining and yeah. excuses why the sheep hunting sucks after you're told, fuck you, you can't. Yeah. Ariel kill wolves anymore. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of sheep hunters with airplanes that were pissed off. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, and that's almost getting into, uh, what I would consider more legitimate way, like complaining. Well, yeah, but still. About just things, you know, people, I think, there's so much turnover up here that you only know, like, you only know Alaska as you have experienced it and seen it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's no joke that, like, Probably, I don't know what it was, 50, 60% of the sheep country in the state has been locked up since the 80s. Yeah. Taken away and just more and more every year recently, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and people just like kind of, you come to Alaska now, this is the situation. Like, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. When, you know, guys like, you know, my uncle who were hunting sheep in the 70s were like, saw, had, have <laughs> seen like the entire state taken from them. Yeah. But it's still, if you just come here tomorrow and you're like, I'm going to become a resident hunt, you still have like, oh yeah, so much more opportunity than you had from, I don't give a fuck where you came from. Yep. You still have more opportunity 
coming here tomorrow mm-hmm. than you have wherever you came from. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Anyway, that's but, the that's well, I, the little I, like post the post fall season whining, and we'll soon roll into the the draw the draw season whining. Yeah, right. Why I didn't get a tag? Why I didn't draw anything anywhere? Yeah. yeah, shit. That's about like that opens right up when first of November or Some, something, right? Sometime yeah. soon. I keep. Wow. I try to pay a little bit more attention to the the end deadline than the, when it opens. Yeah, I just do it anyway. Right away, done, done. Pissing around, thinking about it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Anyway, moose hunting. Yeah, it was a great trip. We went moose hunting. Yeah, it was awesome, as always. And Dave was just Dave was tagging along. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So this is very interrupted, but while like the thought pops into my head, that's how my mind works. You needed to get it out there. Yeah, now. I need to get it out there now. Okay. So probably the most, ironically, like the most requested tip is like just quick run through repolarizing your generator. Are you serious? <laughs> serious, yeah. Like a lot of people I have get asked generators? Like, yeah, I, I've been asked probably three different times in the last two weeks. Are you shitting me? No. But people around here? Well, they're just around in general. I mean, I don't huh. know. I don't know. I, we're, so if your generator, if, the, if you've lost polarity in your generator... But the and the motor works. Fire up your generator, take an extension cord or a plug or whatever, and just plug it into the 120, and you just have two leads: the positive and the negative lead. And while the so you've cut an extension cord. I cut. I have just an extension cord that I cut off that's like five feet long. Yeah. And you can disregard the the ground. All you need is the power and the neutral wires, and you run the. You plug it in, so you fire up the generator, plug into the generator with that with the plug the end. Plug, the male and then you plug, take yeah. the two hot wire the two wires, the, the power and the neutral, and you touch them to a twelve volt battery and it'll spark, but you hit black to black to hot and the um white wire to the or the neutral wire to the negative of the battery terminal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes so it it gives polarity back to the actual generator part of your generator, but sometimes, at least with one of my generators, it has a light that tells you that it's powered, mm-hmm. and that light doesn't come right on. Another one that I've done it on, instantly it starts working. Like you can plug something in and it works, but that generator, for some reason, I have to sh- shut it off and then turn it back on, and it works. It's got power. After so you've all done you're the battery, doing you is do like it. giving polarity back to the generator. Yeah, gotcha. Done deal. Easy peasy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, shit. like I said, I thought you about that on the way over. Do here. it with two fucking wire, like wires, and just jam them into the positive, and into negative, the positive yeah. and negative of a of a regular three prong plug. Yeah. And then touch the other end to a twelve volt battery. I mean, you wouldn't want to be holding on no. to like a bare wire, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, touch, just touch them to a twelve volt battery, and it it's yeah. Works every anyway, time. I yep. thought about that on the way over because I keep getting asked, and I don't, I can't ever remember because I've never done it myself. But uh, that's like the most requested yep. tip. So moose camp, great. We uh, took off about our about our normal time. Dave came with us to hang out and not pack moose because we don't pack moose. Yep. Fill up fuel on the four wheeler. 
Yeah. <laughs> pack, it's a pack moose. No. Put more gas in the quad. <clears throat> yep, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. But yeah, typical like it. I know we've talked about it in the past, but getting our moose camp out takes some do takes some time. Like a couple trips and hauling a four wheeler in a boat, and then dragging a canoe and trailer. But I mean, all sort of shit we haul out there. Multiple boats, four wheeler, canoe. Arctic oven. Wood stove. Wood stove. It's a lot of shit. And everybody's, my dad last year was just like, that pile of shit you guys got going there ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Dave, the same thing. He's same like, thing. I'm going like, to shit my pants if that thing even moves. We're yeah, like, we had, we had gone. A, <laughs> so, yeah, I had got a, I got to, to use for this trip a Polaris 5, one of the a newer 2023 Polaris 570. Yep. Um, it was like the utility model. The one thing I didn't like, I was not impressed about it, was the freaking thing didn't come with any kind of like uh, uh, CV boot or axle guards. Like mm. a, like mine and every other one of the machines that I've used has like a yep. plastic fender under there to keep sticks and shit from poking, poking through there. And especially utility model, like you sell this to some rancher, he's going to tear the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. did get like they do make a, a CV boot guards that are kind of they're kind of chintzy like it's pretty half ass. Hmm. But put them on there, put decent good tires on there, and uh, yeah. So we had the four wheeler, the meat trailer, and the canoe all just packed to the brim with shit like full. You name it, beer, everything. Um, I mean, we brought fifteen gallons of water. Fifteen gallons of water, yeah. about sixty beers. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of shit. Um, yeah, that thing just plugs away. Goes. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> that's not going to move that anywhere. Yeah, just watching it. Didn't like, even, so you hardly slipped a tire getting started. Yeah. And then once you're going, and that was like the hardest part of the whole thing. <laughs> just like getting going up that bank. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, it was pretty, getting out, getting stuff out there just slow and steady. We did, I, I was impressed at, still that we did it in one trip, but, uh, it's getting better each year. Yeah, we we're working on the trail and kind of improving spots so we don't tear them up and like trapped myself. I'm like standing oh, on the geez. cord pulling the headset off myself. I was about to be like, "Stop kicking my fucking yeah. cord!" <laughs> I looked down. And I was like, "It's like wrapped around my toes." Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got out, got out there. Everything's set up, and we did hear bulls on the first. So every is it every single time we've hunted, we've heard bulls the first night, heard or seen bulls. I think so. I don't think ever. Yeah. Yeah, because we called that big one in last year. Yeah, and, then, and I think both of the last couple of years before that, it was the first that first year that we were out there. We called that small bull, and then we yeah. didn't shoot, and. Well, shit! The first time we ever went out there, we went out there before, way before was during season. Like, but during to haul season, stuff but we didn't even there. bring guns with us just to haul stuff because we were like really didn't know what we were doing a hundred percent yet. And we're like, oh shit! Well, they're like middle of the day. There's a bull standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. So got out there, heard we heard like well, I think two bulls raking that first night. Yeah, I think nothing so. really. And it was a little early. Like, we were out there the 11th. 11th, yeah. 
and we've waffled with it like a day or two on either side. And I don't know, that seems like about, cause any way you cut it, like there, it seems that there's a period. And I know you like talked about this and had, well, as far as deer had the explained to you by a guy that raises deer like indoors and yeah. was like, I can, he's like, it's fully photo period. Like mm-hmm. the amount of daylight that controls like, what do you want? where they're I'll at. Make them, I'll make them grow antlers. I'll make them shed their antlers. I'll make them breed. I'll make them do whatever you want by changing the light cycle. Yeah. He's like, I just put them and you put them there in a barn. They're like yeah. inside deer. That's all he's selling is their sperm. Yeah. So he's just like, I can do whatever I want with them. They're under lights. These are like lab rats, basically, <laughs> yeah, basically. is what they were. And he's the one that, yeah, exactly. He's the one that broke it down to me. Yeah, because that, so I mean, that, and that like, is really like instantly. one of the most, like, well, yeah, biggest complaints is everyone. Like, oh, the fucking rut. It's, it's not too, happening. The rut's too, it's too warm for them to rut. You know, like, they're going to do their thing. Yeah. I think, I think it can probably be fudged. There was some weird stuff, like the leaves didn't come off as early this year. And there, we had some, like, that weird weather. Who knows? There's still fucking leaves There's still on the some trees leaves on the here. trees now, yeah. so. Um, These tr- tamaracks we have in the yard are still fully, full, full of needles. Huh. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean, uh, they're yellow, but they're yeah. not really coming off yet. They, uh, I don't know. It seemed like there was some here. I heard some guys talking about like big bulls still being in velvet way later. Than, but then there's also there's also bulls that are just doing right what they're supposed to too. Yeah. Um, I saw probably like a full fork, and that would have been. Third, maybe, or the fourth of September. Yeah, gone. Oh, oh velvet full, gone. Yeah. Just a little bull. Normally, they're the yeah. ones that like they wait hang longer. On to it to, longer. Yeah, and that that thing was stripped right off. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, but also, but anyway, heard of a couple of guys shooting a couple of fifty-inch bulls south of here. I don't know when when he told me that we we're out there, right? Yeah, so I think it was so. like had to have been like the twelfth or the thirteenth or something like that. Two fifty-inch bulls, both full velvet, still not a nick on either of them. Yeah, so that's interesting, no yeah. doubt. But typically, it's like between the thirteenth or fourteenth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sometime in there. Between then and the twentieth is like prime time. It's when bulls are seem to be. Yep. Very responsive. They're out like cruising, checking out other bull. I mean, I don't know. I'm an amateur moose hunter, but figure trying to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you see a lot more. It's before the bulls have cows, but they're starting to get real responsive. What was the shit you told me about while we were out there? Somebody looked into the yeah. Like, I saw a deal where a guy looked up kills, looked up all... a bunch of data on times like the peak times when people have been harvesting, basically looking up harvest data to figure out the peak time, and it's always like the fifteenth to the twentieth. Yep. And I look at I have write down all the shit when we kill all these you know and, and, and your like, and your which is right good inside those same which days. is really helpful is like you record like all the stuff that's going on and what like kind of Colin's working at this and that time each mm-hmm. year. Um, oh, I read that to you. We were like yeah. discouraged there, and I was like, right here, I wrote down a couple of years ago. Don't be discouraged. Be patient. It be will patient. Work. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I have to go back and read my own shit to be like, <laughs> fuck, why is this not happening? What's, why is everything quiet? Yeah. But it just happens. It seems like every single year it's the same. There's just like, there's little, he's like these weird little periods where they're just not. I just think it that, that I, well, either that or I just think it that it's a time like bulls are moving and it's, you get a day when, or a day and a half when there just aren't any like bulls within earshot. Yeah. Or that you can hear too. Yeah. Um, cause what we heard a 
couple bulls rake in the first night, and they weren't like ultra responsive. I think a lot of times you get lucky and you get one that's pretty close. They'll come. They'll come in or whatever. right. You just get, I think it's, it's more the surprise factor. They're like, where the hell did this come from? Yeah, like, right, right next to me. Somewhere. I think. I think more than anything complicated or any kind of. I mean, it seems like the the more people I talk to, everyone like a lot of people have their like very. Some guys only cow call. Some guys only bull call. Some guys like have super specific stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like the common ground is that. Like getting the you know the bull that's in the right mindset to hear you yeah is what it boils down well to. and we even have like shit that we yeah, do we'll, and don't do like depending on the day in September that it is yeah like, like we, we don't do really cow call cow before call before the sixteenth sixteenth yeah yeah or or like very specific because one yeah well that the last bull I'd shot out there we had been doing well, a cow called him in, but it was like kind of, we could see him right over there and could see how he reacted. And he, yeah, but yeah, it's just a matter of like our normal calling. And that's when cycle. you realize you're like trying to call and you're like nothing. So you just get louder and louder and louder until you're like, Holy shit. He heard that. And then he just instantly yeah. starts like ripping up brush. Yeah. It's like, Holy shit. Look at that change. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> how often do you think like, Oh, this is really getting out there. And it's really not getting out there as far as you actually think yeah. it is yeah. with any little bit of breeze. It's only going one way. Yep. You know? But there's so many nights and mornings that we have that's just like. This year, especially shit, with shit. Just sit there and that's conditions. all I can hear is just like. Yeah, the, like that the buzzing, in your, in, buzzing in your ears. ears. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, holy shit. It's like so quiet. I can't. Like, my brain is cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, and then uh, first, like morning, the next morning, we heard a bull grunting that wasn't that far away, but he didn't ever sound like he was coming coming in. No. And uh, yeah, we went through our wonderful routine and going back, and I brought six, like six or seven pounds of breck bear breakfast oh, sausage. Man. Yeah, the shit is just so good. Like unreal good. Yeah, Dave was cooking made the shit out and of gravy. Bre- breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I made a platform. Like, yeah. So our moose camp, we're about making it like as comfortable as we can. <laughs> right. What even, this year? Even improve. The sh- this, even the even shitter is comfortable now. <laughs> yeah. So this. Yeah. This year. So what we use the cut the bottom out of a five gallon bucket and have a lit like a toilet seat that clips on the top. Well when you just put that on you just dig a hole and you put that on the ground, it's a little low and it starts getting a little tippy. The first shit's fine. <laughs> Each guy gets one good shit. Yeah. And then it turns into like you're a balancing act. And I'm like I said it to you, I was like, I might as well just be squatting over a fucking hole because I'm like it's harder for me to balance this goddamn <laughs> yeah. bucket than it is to just stand there. Take a shit. <clears throat> You came up with an instant solution to that problem. Yeah, just built a little octagonal platform that there's four lips that, that you know, so on four sides of that bucket, you just pop your bucket in there and it holds it nice and secure, but just spreads the weight out on the ground above. That's That was living there. Oh, man. Yep. Real nice. Dave pulled up all where we've been cutting dead trees for firewood. Dave pulled up. Well, he's got a set for next year. He, he just because <laughs> he's, like, he's bored. He's the ground is bored. the ground is not flat enough 
I'm pulling all these root systems these stumps out. Up. Like stumps <laughs> up. Yeah, shovel and a freaking hatchet, and he went to town. I mean, it's going to be like the lap of luxury. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be facing a different direction. It's going to feel all weird next year. I'm going to be like, <laughs> shit, I'm like looking a different direction when I walk out of the tent. Get all discombobulated, yeah. But, no, that's awesome. It'll be su- super cool to have that, have a nice flat area because, I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's tundra. It's not yeah. as flat as it may seem. It's Once you not start packing everything yeah. down and you're, like, walking around in the tent and shit. I had to put a big shim. I like cut a tree chunk and split it to like hold the wood stove up. I don't know. We were off mark with a tent this year by I don't know ten inches or something <laughs> like that because fun. it was fucked up. Like the wood stove was sitting. Yeah, like, it was a weird in angle. a hole or something. Normally, I just put it in there wherever we normally set it up. Yeah, we must have been just off by a couple inches though. But whatever. Cut a piece of wood, jam it under there, and. Fire up the yeah, stuff. I had to do some jerry rigging. I brought. Oh, yeah. I normally bring my big old, my big oversized cot that weighs about forty pounds. And uh, this year, I was like, "Well, you got cots." It's like shit, yeah. So grab, I just ran grab, up there and grabbed one, threw it in, and grabbed one. And before we before we left, but I neglected to think that there's spreader bars on the on the. Uh, Caught. Yeah, those ones, they those slumberjack ones, they kind of unroll and you spread them out, set them up, but there's yeah. spreader bars on each end. Yeah, and yeah. it was fixing to be a suit, <laughs> a less than comfortable. But I just cut a pe- couple pieces Two of poles, aspen and wire rigged it. it up. Yep, got some bailing wire on there and rig it up. Nice. It's like who cares about the hunting? The hunting's the hunting. <laughs> we want to talk about what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all our luxury items but uh yeah yeah the after, christmas lights the christmas lights on the timer now that they turn on and it, for six hours what is it you had them turn yeah, it on it they turn on for six hours so you turn them on at like four whenever you go down to call and then when you come back and it's dark the lights are already on at the tent and then they turn off like right about the time you're going to bed yeah perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was good um there really wasn't a lot going. We had a couple different stretches where it was like a day and a half between even here. It was like a day and a half. I think right? I have it written down. I we'd, know you have it written we'd down. We'd never but. been. We'd never been three sets like a morning, evening, morning, or I thought whatever. We'd been the, three, but we'd never been four or something. Without yeah, hearing, it was something like that. We had been four, three, but never four. And this year it was. I think we went five. Yeah. In a row, sits, which is two days. A lot of hours hearing, of calling, yeah. Without hearing shit. But there was wind, and there was some rain, and there was some, you know, a little bit of weather and shit in there. So yeah. who the hell knows? Well, there was, a bi- there was a big, like a, you know, a pretty good sized stretch, I remember. And then we heard one bull. Yeah. And then like another long stretch where we didn't hear shit, basically until yeah. I killed my bull. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of like the end of a stretch. Yeah. Like when you killed that bull and it was like, fuck, why? Like, but that night before, it was good. It was quiet. It was good, quiet. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah, we'd been, yeah, called and then, uh, so of course, about a day and a well, half into it, Dave, 
fucking I don't sick, feel guys. Very good, you guys. I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's allergies. I was like, you're fucking sick. You just been on a fucking <laughs> yeah. airplane for five thousand miles. You're sick. I brought. I had Zycam. I was just like yeah. eating those things like, <laughs> like fucking M and M's. Yeah, just getting after it. I had to look at the bottle and be like, "How many do they say you can take a take? day? <laughs> can you can you drink eat these with alcohol?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's like the saving my saving grace. Yeah, you never really got that sick. No. Um, but yeah, Dave was. Yeah, it was funny. We we're giving him shit, like, "Oh, you pussy," mm. you know. It's like I, he looked like shit. He, yeah, I was he like, did. "Man, I'm glad I don't fucking feel, like look like he feels." Holy fuck! He's like, "Oh, I, I feel like getting into my lungs now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't Which, even fucking walk down there without being like out of breath and fucking dizzy and shit. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck, it's only a mile. <laughs> yeah, a flat ground, you know. Just yeah, not having to carry anything, but uh. No, so yeah, he was feeling like shit, and then finally, <clears throat> and it had been, and <laughs> he was reading a bunch of books, but it had to be yeah, boring for a guy that's tracking deer all the time because it's just sitting there and calling, and yeah. there's some looking around you can kind of do, but a lot of hours and hours. It takes persistence. It's had not, he done his 200 miles of tracking for the year before that, he would have been fine. Yeah. Like we go out and do sheep hunt before yeah. this. And we're like, yeah, I don't mind just fucking sitting around. This yeah. is perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> oh yeah. He's just pre had hadn't not even getting into a season yet. He was getting antsy, but, uh, what the next morning we, we were down up, there. So and called, we, we he get was up, like, I'm not going tomorrow morning. Oh, he did before even, yeah. He night. was like, that night, he was like, I'm fucking done, you guys. I feel like shit. I just, I'm sleeping in tomorrow morning. He's like, when you guys come back, there'll be coffee ready, all breakfast ready and shit. But like, I fucking can't keep doing it. He's like, I'm fucking destroyed. Yeah. Because what we're, we're doing, we'll go, we'll get up at about, well, at the start of the hunt, it, change, it gets a little later, you know, you because we're losing daylight constantly. But, uh, I don't know. When we get out there, what we get, I think I set my alarm for five. Yeah. Get up at five, jet boil some, like I got a little coffee press so we don't have to get the big stove or the percolator. Make some coffee, make a little, like a small pot of coffee. And Frank made a shit pile of like English muffin breakfast sandwiches mm-hmm. before beforehand. So you just grab, you know, grab three of those, throw them on the wood stove to warm up. Yeah. Well, you get your bearings and drink a cup of coffee and get dressed and walk down there start calling and we try to get down there like right is you can just barely start to see so that um you know you don't want to start calling in the dark and yeah and have a moose fucking show up when you can't shoot it and uh yeah so um yeah, so well, and well, we would hunt. I don't know what till depending on what was going on. There was a couple mornings where there was bulls. We stayed kind of late. Eleven one morning. Eleven morning because we've we, never done that. We've no. never stayed that late before as we did this yeah, year because it was like what that was that the first morning we were there. No, because it was late. Like Fuck no, that wasn't that bull. Was like that one time he was grunting. Like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty. But there were one of the earlier one of the earlier mornings we stayed pretty late too because there was bulls like a couple bulls grunting. Um, yeah, yeah, but it was later. But it wasn't that. late. It was like nine thirty yeah. or nine forty five or something like yeah. that, which typically in the past seems to be like the shut off. Nine thirty is like they're fucking done. They're gonna lay down or whatever because it's been. I mean, for the most part, I mean, there was some shitty weather, but. 
it's warm out. It's like warms up. Yeah. During the day, and I, I think that they just are like, "Fuck this, I'm chilling." Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll go back and we'll walk back down, make second breakfast, more coffee, take shit, and sleep. Take a nap because because you, you only you're only getting, we're, not, we're not going to bed till like eleven, ten thirty, yeah. quarter of eleven, eleven o'clock, and then you're getting up at five. You got to take a nap. You have to, or you just get your fucking just run ragged, done. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, go back down for four to five o'clock, depending on how excited you are. How excited to go back you down are, and basically. keep calling. Um, yeah, and, and call till dark, and then walk back. But uh, so it was that day that he was like, "I'm done." He's like, "I I feel like total shit." At that point, he was just like, "This ain't allergies." <laughs> Yeah. I'm destroyed. He's like, I, I'm sick. Bad. Yeah. And, uh, well, I woke up and I was like, first, first thought. <laughs> speaking that sick. wasn't my first thought. Speaking Tyler, of sick. Yeah. Tyler still got the cold that, that Dave brought for him. Um, yeah, the gift that keeps on giving. But, uh, yeah, first thought is like, shit, it's windy. Oh, and we got up. Yeah. Because yeah. when we went to bed, it was like, Dead, dead calm. calm, yeah. And then we were doing. I did. That's like, always a lot the, of calling. That's the hardest. Like, yeah, it's like fuck. It's windy. Like you got to go because you got to go. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's like you but know you don't that really the, the odds are not yeah. great. Um, so you just basically have to like make as much noise as you can and hope something's close enough to hear it. But uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, got up, walked down there, still blowing, still cold, and we. Get down there. I mean, walk down there pretty. Cause you get sweaty, you know. Walk down there pretty, in just pants and a shirt. Like I usually just wear my long john shirt. Down I leave there. a dry bag and I have my bibs and a puffy jacket, my binos, everything. I just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, get down under our tripod and get dressed, and then I climb up in the stand and uh, sit there and. I mean, you're like a couple minutes, like you're ready, and you raked first, right? I raked, and then because it was the 16th, I was like, I'm gonna cow call today. So I raked yep. and bull grunted, and then followed with a cow call. And I'm sitting up there, and it's windy, and, and then he cow like right when he finishes cow call, and he like flips around, his eyes are this big. He's like, "Holy shit, man! There's a bull like really close." Yeah, and, and I couldn't it was hear like, shit. It was so close that I. Yeah, I was doing the cow call, and I heard him start raking. Like, cut while, you off, yeah. While I was cow calling, and I was like, holy shit. There's a moose, like, less than 100 yards away. Yeah. Like, right here on top of us. I'm like, it's not very light out. No, it's pretty. Was it was like, pretty damn wow, dark. It's, it's, like, early <laughs> in the morning. Um, It was probably, at that point, it was probably, like, 6.30, yeah, if that. Yeah, six twenty-five, six thirty. Yeah, right in there. But basically, so, right at first light. I turned around and looked up to Tyler, and he's fucking facing <laughs> the opposite direction. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Tyler, Tyler!" I'm like, getting ready to start like throwing rocks or something <laughs> at him. I was like, to get his attention. I was like, "There's a fucking bull right there!" And you like spun around, and you're like. What I don't hear anything because it's like you're up 15 feet, 18 feet off the ground. The thing's yep. 16 feet, whatever you are, 18 feet up. It's windy. Yeah, like windier up there than it is down on the ground. And the wind was blowing protected. from. Uh, I guess the wind was blowing from that direction, right from but I just couldn't the moose to us. I but you didn't just hear didn't the hear initial. It. 
And I was like, right there. You're like, okay. So then I think that I bull grunted a couple more times, and he yeah, just he just lit bull. right back up again. Started grunting and started ripping brush up, and then you're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I see your dunk, dunk. You round put put a round in the chamber immediately. Yep. Well, I yeah, and I uh, yeah, I could hear him start as soon as I kind of got keyed in, and he started grunting. Yeah, I could hear him, um, and I'm like, holy shit, it's dark. Yeah, <laughs> it was dark still. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I put around in the chamber, and I don't know how long all this took. It was couldn't have been more than, we like, shot two minutes. 640. Could have been, like, more than two or three minutes. It was this whole... 640 when you shot the first time. Okay. Because so, I looked right afterwards, like, yeah. right after your second shot, I looked at the clock to see what time it was. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but within, I mean, yeah, with a very short amount of time, I just put around in the chamber, and start looking and that's patch of burnt timber i could i was like i could see him like i could see a shadow just a dark shape moving you know yeah pull up the binos and of course like i can see a lot better with my binos and yeah I'm, all i you know saw is uh, he's got like decent sized paddles i'm like I, I need to shoot a moose i'm shooting this thing yeah and he uh kept going and was kind of the wind was perfect so he i think he was he just had, trying he was to circle circling, around and he had to circle 180 degrees to get yeah. downwind of us from where yeah, he, he was. was not going to make it that far and yeah. uh it would have been cool if it was light to see if like was he laying down or was he standing there yeah. or what the deal was i think that if it wasn't windy and a bull was that close we would have spooked him off going in probably so because we it's not like we're quiet when we're yeah. going in, there's like brush and shit. You're you always making some kind and, of noise, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that wind was the saving grace. Yeah, that, that was why because he was, he was close. there. Really, we really walked close. right, but I mean, within 75 yards of him, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he he ended up cr- like kind of crossing our trail because we'd walked past him and to our stand. He crossed our like he's going through the timber and like kind of I just couldn't could barely see when he was in the open i could see him moving and then i saw him stop kind of following him with my bino or no not my binos i after i put my binos away i'd got a decent look at him you know he's a decent bull yeah he crossed our trail and i saw him stop in the trees and i looked as like well, well i grunted a couple yeah multiple oh, you were calling this the whole, whole time because yeah. i he was like grunting back and forth yep. with me the entire time yeah he was he was <clears throat> lit up pretty good and so while you're doing your thing, he's coming and he stopped. And I looked at him through the rifle scope just to see, like, you know, all right, can I see anything? And he I didn't have a good shot at him. And he immediately, like, kept going. Yeah. And so I'm watching to wait to see where he, where he's poking out. And that there's kind of – he'd gone behind. There's a tree, right, one of the trees next to the stand that kind of breaks up the outline of it. Um I kind of peek over to the right side and I see him popped out into that clearing right there. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And mm-hmm. just I can moving. remember I'm calling, I'm looking up, <laughs> and you're like getting set up on one side of the tree. And I can just hear him like grunting and grunting and grunting. And like, I can tell, I can't hear him like actually walking, but I can hear yeah. like where the grunts are. And you're like, rifle comes up and you're like, back to the other side of the tree. And I was like, it's just like with your dad when I was that, that bull. Yeah. He's like, he's going to get downwind if I shoot him. And I was like, be quiet down there. <laughs> so I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, oh, Tyler, you better start getting ready to shoot him because he's going for downwind of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing, man. He, yeah. he, uh, 
as soon as yeah, I got on the other side of the tree, and I had like a little shooting bag because that rail's a little short for. Yeah, it works perfect for me, but works, not yeah, for you. Yeah. For me, I got to really crouch down. But with that little bag, I just, um, which is the same little shooting bag that I had Jed like set up Jed on the tree stand to for shoot shooting his, his bear. bear. They're pretty ha- really handy. Um, would have like, been would have been super handy in sheep hunting this year if it, you know you well, fell for some lighter fill. Well, whatever, man. My bags are filled with sand. They were like fucking twelve pounds yeah. each. That thing, I'm like. Wow, this thing's super light. Well, it's filled with Git Light, is what it's called. Yeah, but I well. was even talking with our shooting editor, John Snow, my coworker, the other day, because um, we nerd out about this shit all the time. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, like, because I was looking back through sheep footage. Yeah. Too. And I was like, man, you know, a little shooting bag, if, you know, and he's like, even if you took a bag like that, Armageddon gear, it's like schmedium is what the size is called. Yeah. Um, And filled it with like, uh, just like closed cell styrofoam beads, yeah. Some initially the thing would weigh nothing, but and you could still it would have helped me a lot. They're the nice, man. This year. They're yeah. nice. I mean, I use my pack lid, but even if you turn it on its side just to get some support under your shoulder, put it under your chest or your shoulder, yeah. Um. Anyway, it was just like super easy to bring out there, so I had it, and uh, and it locks right over the rail of the fucking locks right over the ra- tripod. Yep. Well, to shoot, I turn it on its side to get a little height, but when you're just yeah. having it sitting there. Anyway, yeah, so that bull made his final mistake. He came came out, and I just... He came right out in the wide open wide, spot, yeah. too. Like, And uh, oh, I don't know, he's like 100 deal. yards away, and I just had to just look and make sure he was gonna, walking through. I shot him when he was walking, just through a, made sure there was a gap, there was nothing in the way, and shot once and he stopped and threw in another one and shot him again and tipped over like they do. The only thing that sucks is you can't see shit from being on the ground. Yeah, you You're couldn't like, see any of it. They have to be 20 yards away to see yeah. what's going on. So I didn't get to see any of it, but whatever. You I'd could say. hear him. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's a dead moose. <laughs> yeah. That's lung butter coming out. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, And it was cool. Like I... uh and we were, we were joking. I was saying, yeah, if I hadn't already been planning on using this rifle, I would have just taken probably that six five Creedmoor that I shot my sheep with because I kind of like that rifle. That would have got him. No oh, yeah. problem. No, no issue at all. No issue. But uh, I took a rifle that was my uncle Jerry's and was my grandpa's before his before him. Um, old uh, Remington Model seven twenty one three hundred H and H. That rifle's killed a lot of shit up here. And, uh, anyway, yeah. Or like last winter, um, Jerry gave me that and I thought it was like, yeah, it'd be cool to take this out to moose camp and Heck yeah. plug a bowl with it. Loaded so some, this is our first moose we ever killed in the morning where we, hunt. yeah, we've never killed one in the morning. We always, we always like lamented about that. Like, man, have. it'd be nice to get a morning moose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, I got well, up in the stand, not up there five minutes. Holy shit, let's go over and check him out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, we walked right over, walked right up to him. Dead. High five. Let's go have coffee. We were back at the let's stand go before wake 7 Dave. o'clock. Let's go wake up this guy that's going to sleep in this morning before the sun comes up. Be like, hey, make <laughs> us breakfast. We got to go cut this bull up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it was, was still getting light awesome. when we got back to the tent. Yeah, we walked back with, um, not with headlamps, but 
No, I was gonna take. Well, I was gonna take a picture of that bowl with my phone. I pull up my phone camera. I'm like, yeah, it's way too dark. Still. I did. <laughs> you did. I did. Oh, nice. I took the picture at. Yeah, six fifty-two is when I took the picture. So I I think twelve minutes is fair because we had stood there for a minute. So it was like six thirty-five, six forty, yeah. something like that when you shot. Um, but it is cool. You, I mean, you look through the screen and it's black. You take a picture and it's like, I mean, take yeah. pictures of Aurora that sucks. Yeah, that's it true. Turn, it that's looks true. better. The pictures look better than it does in real than life. it actually looks like when you're standing there looking at it. So then the other pictures, we were back. So we had, we went back, razzled Dave, <laughs> had coffee, but we were back. So I go to the next picture is at 9.25 a.m. is when we were back. With four wheeler trailer, like everything. Yep. We did. We had full breakfast. We went back and like had a full breakfast right before we took off. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I I thought. So we're like, shit, we're gonna savor this. I'm gonna go down there with a full belly. Yep. Never done this. Normally it's a headlamp cleaning job. Headlamp feel. Yeah, because we got a fucking whatever. Even with headlamps at night, that ain't bad. Well, we can do it in like the two of us can do it in like less than two hours. Yeah. No problem. Get them fully taken, guts out, moved away from the guts, fully quartered, everything done in in the canoe, and then dragged back and pulled out of the canoe and like left because we don't hang it that night. Typically, we'll just, we never have. Yeah. We like don't leave it laying in the canoe. We like pull them all out and like lay them on top of the canoe so, so there's it can like get some air airflow can yeah. get underneath it. <clears throat> yeah, some people pride themselves on like they like it's like a point of. A bragging point. Oh, I packed. I packed this far. Or yeah, we brag whatever. about not packing about, shit anywhere. About, about how easy, how easy the like whatever moose was to deal with. I've I've, yeah. be, I've carried I carried enough heavy backpacks in my life that yeah, I don't have anything to prove left. No, and it's like I don't know. We it's like just at the tail end of going sheep hunting every year, where it's like. What do you got? Lice? Oh, no, I don't <laughs> got lice. I got some like freaking pimple or something on the back of my head that is bleeding. Oh Christ! You do have lice. Get out of here. <laughs> Go home now. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I'm gonna have to sleep in a snowbank. <laughs> Kill all these <laughs> Kill things. All those things. <laughs> oh man. Uh, shit. I don't have lice. I've only I've gotten fleas once or twice. Yeah. From cats. Well, ah, oh, damn. Now I got a dog. Well, you had freaking fleas. One of the links that I caught at some point in time and gave you to fucking deal yeah. with. You and Jed both got fucking <laughs> fleas <laughs> off that thing. You're like, thanks, dude. Jed and I are itching like nobody's business over here. <laughs> well, they yeah, had the downside now because the first time I ever got fleas off a cat. Um, and nor, uh, I mean, I'm t- typically very careful about gassing them when I'm skinning links and stuff, but. Got fleas and I was freaking out. I was. They can't out. live on you. Well, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. I'm like googling the interwebs and I finally oh, I talked God. to Tony. I have cancer. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I talked to Tony Hollis. And yeah. He's like, he's like, do you have any dogs or cats? And I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, they'll be dead in a couple days. Yeah. And they were. But now I got a dog, so I gotta be much more careful. Yeah. Careful or. I don't know what, give him some flea tree. I freaking yeah. know. But uh, anyway, um, I don't know. 
Moose, I was Moose going was dead. Yeah, back. Moose was yeah, we had dead breakfast and, and went was back. Was deader and shit. Get all it, collect all our stuff, and I mean, like when you can have it, man. Moose kill kit, like it got like a bunch of game enough to game bags to have like some extra game bags and uh, some of my game bags. You're like, well, one as you're the, about the to pull, pull it out, you're like, <laughs> uh, I might have. This really nice rib bag might be yours. I was <laughs> like, old, oh, you son of a bitch. Was, I wonder I, that's where that went. That's yeah, it was one. I don't know how deal. I got ahead of that, got a hold of that originally, but it was one from uh, when Century Hard, when Frontier Outfitter Century Hardware was paid, that building was paid and save hardware. Yeah. Um, and that was somebody for me, it was like a neighbor of mine where I used to live was like, you're into hunting, right? I got all this stuff, like all these, I think they're game bags or something. She didn't even know what she had. Yeah. She gave me this like uh, 14-gallon Rubbermaid tote, and it was like, just had a bunch of like random shit in it, and it yeah. was like a bunch of super old game bags. And they were like the heavy-duty canvas <clears throat> yep. ones, which it makes a great rib bag, because a lot of times when you're knocking like rack of ribs off, off a moose, you get some kind of sharp Especially edges. if you're doing it with an axe where you're just like yeah. pinging each rib where it connects to yeah. the spine. But now, I mean, shit with a sawzall. Yeah, doing it that way. Sawzall's wonderful. Which we've gone from axe to sawzall to chainsaw now back to sawzall well i brought the, that yeah better i, I brought a, that little sawzall i brought that little dewalt electric chainsaw last year and uh and with the intention of cutting up our moose with it i just had vegetable oil in the bar and if we needed to cut firewood whatever it's easy to clean out and uh didn't kill one last year but i used it to cut up that caribou just to see and yeah you just get a lot of like Red jagged cuts and bone chips and yeah, sawzalls just ends up being a cleaner cut. Yeah, um, you just use a regular like bimetal multi-purpose blade. Yeah, or like a pruning blade or something. Through. Yeah, there's different. Well, you we use one of those those the bimetal um, blades. Yeah. yeah, and it's just basically like a construction demo blade. Yeah, and they fucking rip through anything. Yep, and they don't make huge like bone fragments. It's yeah. kind of like powderizes whatever it's cutting through yeah and uh yeah but it couldn't like it couldn't have got any better as far as that i mean the moose dropped a nice dry dry spot flat on his side drive the four-wheeler right up to him and then you know it's like most convenient we yank you know tied the winch cable onto one one foot and pulled him over on his back and then yanked the guts (laughs) out and uh then use the four-wheeler to pull them a few, you know, I mean, 10, 15 feet away from the gut. Just get them away from the gut pile so you're not stepping in it and wading in it. Um, pulling the guts out, like, I wasn't pretty impressed how I had loaded ammo for that 300 H&H, which uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't really used them before. These bull- the, um, bullets have been around for quite a few years, but Lehigh Defense, which they're, they're 10 millimeter bullets, Handgun bullets are really popular and a lot of like bear defense loads, these copper solids. But um, these like controlled chaos bullets is what they're called. They're, there's some other bullets that have popped up on the market since then that are, do very similar things, but a, basically a machined copper solid hollow point that the pedals, you know, fl- as soon as it like goes into soft, like through the skin, into, you know, soft fluid tissue, soft tissue, you know, basically mushrooms out and blows out you know over pressures and blows out and then the shank is solid and keeps penetrating and um 
that's what I had loaded because they also shot really well in Jet in that three fifty legend that Jed shot his bear mm-hmm. with. So I shot that bear with that, and I had loaded a bunch up for my three seventy five Ruger, and which yeah, I should be talking to Rob finally tracking down Rob um, Monday uh, to talk about his bear hunt and stuff. But uh, one of my for- former teachers at the range, like his rifle, he was getting ready to go brown bear hunting in the spring, and I was at the range like. I worked up this load, loaded up a box of 50 of them, and was just going to like check my zero and just have those be my backup my for my 375, mm-hmm. just the rifle I take into bear baits and shit. Yeah. Um, and he had a 375 Ruger that was like not shooting the ammo he had well, and he was leaving the next day to go brown bear hunting. And like you'll hear all about this will be deja vu the next podcast, but um, that did those you know I guess those bullets did very well for him. You know, right a bullet's on. a bullet at a certain point, but it's cool. To, you know, yeah, nice to see. This is bullets these bullets seem well. like <clears throat> they're just like the new iteration of ballistic tips, but they just yeah, instead yeah. of just like shredding to nothing, they like maintain. They keep penetrate. Yeah, there's they oh, maintain yeah. a chunk. Yeah, instead of like the whole. Thing yeah, it's a very it's like, a very similar. Yeah, yeah, very similar thing. And I don't think you know because there's no lead in them. I don't. You don't get quite the like chunks of lead everywhere. You get those yeah. copper petals in different spots. But yeah. Um, so anyway, like I, I happened to like, get a bunch of these and got a load that shoot, shot really well in that 300 H and H, and um, yeah, did worked just as good as I could have asked for. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know how I feel about that shit. I mean, like, yeah, did just as good as a yeah. fucking nozzler. Did just as good as a fucking like yeah. all this shit. Yeah. Like if you shoot an animal in the right place, they're all gonna yeah. die. You shoot like, animal right there in the lungs. It's he's not shoot going anywhere. Them with. Exactly. Doesn't um, matter what the rifle is. It doesn't matter what the how much powder, how much grains, and fucking blah blah. blah yeah, this blah, model blah, of bullet blah. compared to that. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got no time. I don't. I don't have the time to sit around and waste my time talking about it. I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Are you a hunter or are you a fucking scientist? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No. I get it. You got to like talk about it and deal with it and shit. But it's just like for me. No. Uh, well, like I mean, what it bo- what it boils back, down it to is, to me. is it's. <clears throat> Yeah, it's not like it. I don't think it gives you any specific advantage over fifteen other different type, you know, bullets right. that are out there. But it did work well, so that was kind of cool to oh, see. Shit, yeah, um, yeah, you know. So yeah, that's and the like, first that's shot, a good perspective. Well, the, to and, have. The, and the first shot that you shot it with, you probably didn't have to shoot it. Oh, I no. mean, your bullet holes were like an inch apart. Yeah, not on very the, far. The, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're obviously. You're shooting at the but exact that's just same like, place. That's, it was that's like, how, like, you don't fucking just like stand there and be like, well, he's still standing up. Maybe I'll just see if he falls over. It's like. Yeah. Well, especially after the first shot. You, you never, you just never, like, I, there's a line, especially with Moose, because t- Moose, unless you hit him some like, well, you shoot him, like blow their heart up from 25 yards. Right. 338 or something, you know, and, and even that one, it wasn't like it just bang flop, you know. Most yeah. of the time, with whatever rifle you're going to shoot him with, like a moose is not going to just fall tits over up in, immediately. Yeah. Um, but that, that one did, and yeah. so did that one. <laughs> Both one shots were like face plants. That yeah. one, that one was front on quartering, front on in the chest, 
And he just like that was the one fucking face planted. Well, the one moose that I can remember <clears throat> doing that that I've shot was with my thirty aught six. I was with Tracy. Yeah. Um, I mean, not quite twenty years ago, maybe. Um, but with my thirty aught six, at like three hundred yards, the same thing, like face on, like frontal quarter and two, and I just like shot him right where the neck meets the shoulder yeah. meets the shoulder and that's very I just similar saw, to where I, I just shot saw feet up in the air, you know. Like, yeah. He just went you could see both of his front legs just like yeah. lose life and he just went face first right down. Well this one wasn't it because this one you shot with a three oh eight. It and, wasn't it like you shot him and then it's like oh should you shoot him again and like he's coughing he up didn't. blood. Well I shot him and I racked another round in and he just coughed. Yeah. And I just saw blood just spray out of his like, mouth. And I was like, I don't need to shoot him again. Nope. And it was like a second. Well, as I'm thinking Pow, it, he just yeah. fell, he fell down on his face too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this one, like I said, he was walking when I shot him and he stopped. And, but you, you just never know. Like, especially dark and you weren't able to see, like, I don't want to shoot, especially yeah, not, exactly. not one to ruin meat. Like, I don't want to shoot a moose any more than necessary because well, they're just going to tip fuck, over. The but, shooting you were doing was fun, like. No, it's fine. Nothing's yeah. getting ruined. No, but uh, yeah, so after the second shot, I was like, let's just wait a second. And within a couple seconds, I see he was tipping over. But the result would have been, I mean, to not like over inflate things, like I could have shot that bull with a fucking 243 and same thing. Like, not a big Same deal. exact result. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, it was great, man. It's like good to be back in moose meat. We, uh, God, yeah, it's just weather was good. wasn't raining or nothing. Like, just to be able to like go take your time and not having to worry about batteries and headlamps and no, you and know, it's like not raining. Put and, your bibs on and like and able to like rubber gloves and able to keep that, um, like keep just being able to have be that little bit easier to keep the meat clean too. Um, we don't mess around when that comes to that, and it's also like in. Yeah, Dave. Dave Hill like was able to hold a couple things, but you and I pretty much have that shit under control. Like one guy cutting. Yeah, that was what he, Dave. It, he instantly, and I get it. Like I would want to be like super helpful too. And he yeah. the whole time he was there, he's like, "What can I do? Yep, give me something to do. Give me something to do. Give me something to do." And he's like, "Oh, I brought a knife. Like I can. You, you can give me a knife, whatever." And I was like, "We typically don't fuck around with like two guys with knives. Like one guy can hold shit, and the other guy can cut. And it's like that way." we don't worry about somebody getting cut and like knives and shit all over the place. Yeah. And like, I'm working at this end and you're working at that end. It's and fine, it's not but like you would never get any like faster anyway. It, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you never like realistically working two ends at once because you got to get the hide off and you got to mm-hmm. like, there's just like a specific way that works to do it where it's not dirty. It's not a mess. And with a bunch of people with knives and trying to do shit, I've done it with, I did a moose one time in 45 minutes. I had the entire moose taken apart and put in a canoe. And it was five guys. Wasn't it that bull? It was not that bull. It was not even a bull that I shot. Oh. But I showed up and everybody's kind of standing there. And I was like, well, what are we doing? Let's yeah. fucking do this thing. And they were like, well, like, should we start? And I was like, let's do it like this. Time out. <laughs> I'll be the knife guy and you guys be the grab shit guys. Yep. Get game bags, get a tarp, and like just get the fuck out of the way. And when I tell you to grab something, grab it. And 45 minutes, the entire moose was taken apart and in a canoe and on the river and moving. Yep. 
Done. One, one, that five people is a like epic. Oh yeah. Two people to hold a quarter to be you can just be like one handed just like slicing meat. Yeah. Back and forth and like boom, that one's gone. Next one's gone. Couple people move, pull, grab, roll it. Like once you got a quarter off of them, especially two, they're movable yeah, with a couple really. of people. <clears throat> yeah, they start to and uh one thing was interesting, you know, that I've I don't know if I did it the last because it had been a couple of years. I don't know if I did it the last time, um, but the old Frank Glazer trick for the, he talked about gutting a boost by yourself because he did a lot of that. Was he, you know, he'd like get them on their back and tie a leg up, which we basically had. But uh, yeah. instead of trying to like yank the guts out between the legs over the pelvis, just like skin down oh, and yeah. cut that flank drop out. A channel. You just drop a like from the front of the hip, the fl- just that flank. Yeah, flimsy shit for to the back of the ribs. Just cut all that shit out of there and just blood and like lung and you, matter. Yeah, and all stuff that shit comes just out. comes right out of there. It's easier because I know in the past several bulls I've like tr- you're trying to wrestle guts and stomach like over the back of the over the pelvis like between mm-hmm. the legs. It's stupid. No, or trying you know splitting the pelvis with a saw. Like there's no yeah. point. No, no need. No point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So no, that was. Yeah. I need to get. It was kind of fun, like it, to cut a uh, take apart a moose like that. I, there's so many different ways to do this shit, though. Like, buddy of mine, Brian, he's got a way where you like cut a hole in the throat. Yeah, you, you like, were telling me that feed this a one line I... up through and tie it on the esophagus, and you just like pull with a four wheeler or snow machine, like depending on whatever yeah. the time of year you're doing it, or come along for that matter. Yeah, and you can just like rip the entire guts. With a rope hooked to the esophagus, like through the chest cavity, and like yeah. you open up the throat so you can like get it tied off to the well, esophagus. Well, weren't you saying that he like takes a sawzall and rips the whole brisket, like cuts along either well, side? Well, no, of the that brisket. was different. That was like okay. another dude that I was with, a friend of mine, Eddie, was like, "Well, you can remove this whole brisket like off where it hooks to the bottom of the yeah. as like this huge triangular." Yeah chunk but you just have to find you like get in there and you start to find where all the it's like a little bit of cartilage where the ribs connect to that brisket and can i get in there and was just like and you start popping them and like the whole thing like comes out as one huge chunk all the brisket hooked on it's freaking sweet oh yeah especially if you're dealing with a knife but i got right well <laughs> so yeah i just like split the brisket with a pot with saw and it's funny because you're telling well this is like comes out yeah. as one yeah get both sides both all sides hooked of the together brisket. instead yeah. of it being because i just left it on the, rib to the cage, bottom yeah. of the ribs exactly so uh yeah <clears throat> you were telling me that as i was like yeah fuck that right <laughs> when i'm like, right. when I'm <laughs> the, the yeah. most, i got 18 volts of fucking yeah. get the fuck out of my way <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah now it was kind of fun but yeah we'll just do half the moose. I mean, like cut the quarters, knife the quarters off, and then saws all the ribs off. And I did debone the neck this year. That was a little easier than. Yeah. Well, it's so fucking awkward to like. It's heavy one. Yeah. With a bone in and all that neck meat on the entire neck, and it's awkward as shit to like move it around because yeah. it's so heavy and like there's nothing to grab. Yeah. So that worked out well. Just deboning the neck and then. Saws all the thing apart, and then at the end, I think I cut off the back of the pelvis, like where the hindquarters, because I pretty much take all, like scrape all the meat off the bone when I'm taking the hindquarters out of the pelvis. Yeah. Saws all the back of that off where it's just bone. Saws all the, yeah, the debone neck off and take that whole backbone out. It weighs about like as much as the front quarter, I'd say. But. Yeah, what the whole spinal cord yeah. and the 
back straps, tenderloins, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's all you need a huge fucking game bag for that. Yeah, because it's a so cor- long. Big, like yeah, front yeah. shoulder bag basically. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I've got a big mix of bags, but yeah, I had plenty. That was great though. All all like taking meat off, throw it on a tarp, and then we'll bag it. Took it back, hung it up, and yeah, then, then back uh, the four wheeler trailer up to the tarp. Yeah, so ba- <laughs> you like pick it up, put it in a bag, and stick it in the trailer. Done. They're like so fucking easy. It's awesome. Yeah. And then yeah, we're pull- gonna get bit like talking. <laughs> yeah. One of these years it's gonna be like, oh man, I never should have said how easy said this anything, could be. Yeah. Like holy shit. <clears throat> you're gonna die in a fucking lake and sink to the bottom and have to <laughs> swim down and like yeah. tie a rope on an antler or something oh man <clears throat> yeah i hope not but i do hope not too but i it's not beyond me <laughs> i I'm will just... jump in cold ass water and swim down to the bottom to get at yeah. something <laughs> yep if i have to no i uh yeah you'll be doing your brown bear trick like mm. <laughs> triangulating <laughs> triangulating fucking where they sink oh man but uh that was great. Hank hung him up, and I don't know if it was that day, but the next day it was pretty cold, so I took all the game bags off and let it. Mm. Did some game, probably unnecessary, but some game saver. And it was great for hanging meat. I mean, you get like. You don't if, know if, if it's, it's going to warm up. You might as well yeah. do it when you ca- when it's dry and you can, yep. and it, you know it's going to do its job. Yeah. Because if it gets fucking rainy or hot. Yeah. And like it was rainy, so I like put yeah, it on it's like, there. A couple of days, it was like a little moister than you'd like, but it was fine. As long as it's, man, if it's staying like 50 degrees and under and you got, like you've taken care of it, man, it's good. It's fine. For days and For days, days and days. For days and days and days, yeah. And especially once it starts getting to where it's frosting it or, you know, frosting at night, then you're yeah. you're set. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that shit, was that. we went right back down that night. That night, we heard three different bulls. Right back down and started calling. Then I was in the tripod. I was up trophy hunting. Trophy hunting, yep. <laughs> We're on safari now. Yeah. Um I didn't he doesn't tip very well though when you don't call big bull moose in for him. Right. But uh <laughs> I yeah. Back yeah, at it. We heard you, three bulls that what night. Was it somebody you worked with was like, Well, shoot another one and come back. You're <laughs> like, Well, I'd probably tell him to shoot one, but he told me fuck you call better. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Would you hurry up and shoot one? Well, yeah, call better, dude. It um, didn't. I mean, that was obviously just a joke. It wasn't really <laughs> you weren't calling good enough. I don't know. I've been losing sleep over <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, we yeah three bulls that night, and it was still, it was like we'd hear some bulls. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't till like the because that was the sixteenth I killed that bull. But it was mm-hmm. still like pretty it was quiet, pretty quiet that last. Normally that's like prime time, mm-hmm. you know. And it was on and off. It was quiet. Um, but oh, maybe it was it like the eighteenth or ninth. It was a couple days later that we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden you start hearing like, oh, there's a cow over there. Like yeah. when you start actively hearing cows, yeah. Yeah. You're like, shit, the clock's ticking. Big bulls are going to be having cows soon. Mm-hmm. Or I think there's probably a period where a lot of bull, like a lot of bulls have cows and then they slowly get them taken, yeah. get their asses kicked. Yeah. But, uh, well, because I mean, 
when we did call in that other bull. It was a little bull. He shouldn't have had no fucking. He shouldn't cow have had no cow. Yeah, he, but he did. But he did, and they were yeah, kind of coming, cutting across. What day was that? It was po- so. It was another day that Dave was like, "Fuck you guys." It was yeah. Po- it was the second time. So the first pouring, time. So the first pouring time. Pouring rain. We go. We go down, and uh, <laughs> yeah. First, the first time he like sat it out, kill a moose in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> then the second, the he, he was hunting with us a couple, a few more times, and then uh, I'm just gonna sit it out tonight. Yeah, because like, it was raining. You know, he's like, "It's raining. I don't feel good." I don't want to go down there and sit in the rain. And I was like, nice. I'm going to shoot one tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and damn, like, if you could have. Yeah, uh, well. But we're calling. It wasn't raining. Like, it was just steady drizzling. But you could hear pretty well. You could. Like, you it could was worth hear. calling. Yeah. And uh, calling. And then we heard. I, think, I thought I heard that cow first. But then yeah. it was like, you'd hear a bull, too. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit, there's a bull. Yeah. And you're like, wait, no, it's a cow. It had wa- it wait, but out. there's a bull. But what? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, the thing fucking. Wa- all of a sudden, I'm like, it just happened to be right where I was looking. This moose. And we'd bull, been hearing I, this bull. It like, com- like yeah. it seemed like they were getting closer and closer and closer. So I'm like, kind of tuned into that area. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, there's some movement. I was like, holy shit, there's a moose. I was like, oh my god, it's a bull. Big, like, nice bull. But it walked out right between two birch trees. It still had all the yellow <laughs> leaves on it. It's standing there, and I'm like, "Holy shit! I gotta get my binos on this thing." So fucking tank. And I look, and I was like, "Shit! It's a fucking cow with birch antlers, birch leaf yeah. antlers." Fuck! And as I'm like looking at it with the binos, I see some movement movement behind it, and, and I hear, "Well, yeah, I yeah. hear a bull grunt." And I'm like, "What the fuck? That thing's like bull grunting cow." And then out walks this little bull behind her, like was right up her ass, yeah. like following her. But he was probably, I don't know, I'd say 30-inch bull. Like and 30. I instantly like dropped the binos and reached for my rifle <laughs> yeah. and was like, oh, shit. Because he was there like were 250, two, were, 300 yards away. They are about 300 yards away. And he walked out and he turned broadside and he just stood there. And I reached for my rifle and I was like, oh, this is just done. And I was like, oh, if you shoot him... We got time left. Like the meat's cold. Yeah, it's not like pressing that we get back yet. I was like, if we shoot him, there's no way. I was like, I know if I shoot him, five minutes later, this huge bull's gonna walk out <laughs> yeah. and be like, eh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, uh, I put my hand away from the rifle and I like put the binos back on him and I just watched him for. I don't know, five minutes. You yeah. came up the tripod and you're saying that you couldn't see. I was shit, down low really. enough that I couldn't see him. Yeah, really. and. It was weird. He was following her, and then once they came out, and I watched him after like five minutes. He kind of wasn't standing there broadside anymore. He moved into the into some thicker brush, but he moved away out in front of her, and she like continued yeah. on, followed him. And I don't think it's always like I get. I mean, I don't know. I haven't like witnessed enough of this shit to like see anything, but it's like. My mind says like, oh, the bulls like herd up cows, and, like, and the cows don't want to be hurt. Yeah, yeah, and shit. And I think it's more like the cows follow the bulls around, well, and I've, then when the bulls yeah. like run into other bulls, the cows are like, yeah, fuck you, loser. I'm gonna go with this <laughs> yeah. dude. This stud over here is like well, <laughs> yeah. my date for the rest of the rest of the season. And well, I think I've that had that. Ha- I've had cows. More. I've had cows like start like moaning and stuff from raking, like responding to raking before. So right. Where I'm you sure know they're going to like come I'm sure it's it. a little give and take, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a pretty amateur moose hunter, but. 
Yeah, but it seems like there's a lot of a lot more of like the cows are looking for bulls, like finding them, like at yeah. a certain certain point in time in the season, like yeah. early on in the rut when they're like cows start to call and they start to be responsive. Bulls are like more responsive, and yep. that they actually will follow bulls around. So I don't know. There's yeah, there's a lot to it, man. The rut is like broken down over such a long period of time from like them getting rid of their velvet all the way to like the breeding and then a secondary that secondary breeding cycle mm-hmm. where those younger where the cows that haven't been bred come back into heat and with the younger cows come into heat yeah there's a lot to it man it's like yeah it's not quite as simple as oh the rut's not happening this year yeah it's a long period of time with like lots of different different things that happen during that period of time. It's like a course of a month, basically, yeah. that it takes place. That the actual yeah. like what everybody calls the rut. Um Yeah, it's really cool. It's fun to like witness oh, so much part fun, of it. Yeah. It's like absolutely amazing. And to, to like, see how quick like how quickly sometimes so like I'm pretty convinced that in general the things are or different stages are pretty much at the same fucking time. I mean, there may be like a couple day, yeah, push here or there from like peak yeah. this. Well, or there's a reason that, that I have written down like, do not yeah. cow call until the sixteenth. Yeah, and sure as shit, sixteenth or the seventeenth, you start like, hearing oh, cows. Oh, yep. I just heard a cow call. They're here. They're calling. Yep. <clears throat> um, I don't know where I was, I was going somewhere good with that, but uh, he blew it. I'm, I blow it every day, man. <laughs> every <laughs> single day. <laughs> I'm used to it, man. I can if you can't laugh at yourself, then then whatever. But uh, yeah, it definitely happens in, in a certain order, and it's cool seeing how quickly things because it's literally like flip of a switch overnight. Yeah, but I think there's a balance of like. This stuff's happening at the same time, give or take, you know, whatever small time period. Yeah, like 15 it, to 24 but, hours or whatever. You know, how good, how good it can seem or like, like your, ex, you know, experience may vary is mm. has to do with like, all right, well, are there five bulls with an earshot when this all kicks off mm-hmm. or are they move here? Because they're constantly moving mm-hmm. like. I think, you know, like this bull, the bull I killed, I'm pretty convinced he came in at some point, like late during the night from our calling, obviously. And we've had like the bull, the last bull I killed was just, was there in the afternoon, you know, like five o'clock, whatever we, you know, he just all of a sudden stood up out there. But um, that bull took me, I called that bull in over the course of like three hours. Yeah. Two and 40, two hours, 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Like. Okay, hear him. And it was just like little closer, little closer, little closer, little closer, little closer, little closer. And at first you can't like yeah, just unreal. Sometimes it's close, they're close, sometimes they're far. Sometimes they're like that just came in like I had a string tied to its fucking head yeah. and I was pulling it the entire way. And I never I would never call to it unless it would call, unless it would be like 15 minutes or something went by, then I'd be like, oh, shit, is it 
it's like yeah going somewhere else did it find another bull did it find a cow whatever because yeah. because you don't like you don't have any like if, picture of what else is going on out there because that happens like we can hear it happen a lot, a lot that they run into like, other moose like and they're you got a bull coming done. and then it's which yeah i mean that's yeah, it part ends. of the rest like if of they our, hit a cow or another bull on their way to you your jig is up. It's like over. Like you cannot. It's like at least I can't, and we can't. Yeah, you, you can't compete with the real get one. them to continue coming. Yeah. Seems like. But uh, well, in that bull. Well, who knows? I mean, it was windy when we killed that bull. But there was like but five other there was like bulls five other that bulls we could around. Hear. Yeah, that you could hear, and yeah, all of a sudden he was just right on top. Of and us. it's just the same thing. There's there's like another window of. Okay, the big bulls have cows, and they've beat these bulls up. Like these yep. are not huge. I mean, they're fifty somewhat. You know, fifty four, like nice 50, bulls, but three fifty four inch bulls. bulls. Yeah, exactly. And they're they've been beat. Yeah, they didn't have cows with them. They came to cow calls and bulls stuff to see what's going on. There's a reason why people are like, oh, they'll come to a fucking chainsaw and chopping wood and all this shit because, yep. and I think it's like you get to that point where they've like had their ass handed to them a couple of times. They mm-hmm. think they're hot shit, yep. but they're like, and they're going to continue to think that mm-hmm. and they'll get their ass handed to them over and over and over again, but they're responsive because yeah. they don't have cows because they've yep. been beat and their cows probably were taken from them, yep. that they're like, well, I got to go out and find something. I got to do something. So any call of any kind, they're going to come to. And I think that's the case for sure with both of those bulls well, right that, there. Yeah, and that, I mean, that bull, that it was windy, like... He came in straight I, downwind of us. And I was just like, it'd been windy, so I was literally just like beating the shit out of trees and stuff with an yeah. oar. Like Breaking paddles. Shattering paddles, <laughs> like... Yeah. Just being as loud as I possibly could, and then all of a sudden he was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, right there. But yeah, it's good memories. Oh, we heard him, and you're like, it was in like shit, he's close. seconds, like he's seconds. Right he there, was like yeah. standing right there, sixty yards away. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it wasn't even like the normal grunts that we were hearing. It was like just whatever their like little walking gluck. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A grunt's a grunt, but. That's a cool. That's a cool bull, though. I mean, cool it's bull. awesome. It's a, like my favorite moose that I've shot. I love him. He's like, he's not, like I said, he's not overly huge or anything, but he's like real heavy in the fronts and like a nice, respectable, really symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> just realizing I'm probably say but uh, <laughs> uh, butter, butter that bread, bud, <laughs> butter it up there, chief. Um, but a wiser. Um, where? Yeah, I'm already like, oh man, I can't wait till next year. <laughs> yeah, no, well, uh, so <clears throat> you pass that bowl up, and then it was like the twenty first or so, because it was two days in a row where it was like shit. Every time we go down there to call, there was like three, four, five bulls you'd hear multiple, all of, like the, the one day you yeah. could tell that they were like. With cows or like ran into other moose, like a well, bull so cow that's what I think that's what happened stuff. with that. Yeah. So that first morning that it like really popped off, we had that bull come like I mean like thirty minutes or so, oh, he where was he was coming fucking shit just, up. Whoa, 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 whoa. At one and time, thirty nine times in a row, in a row you can just tell he's just, just walking and just like clocking away. 
Yeah, and I was trying to piss him off. You know, I mean, like at one point, I was just I was like, just try like just every time right with he it. Does. every time he'd gluck, I just like I just imitate him. You know, yeah. whatever. And it worked. Like, it worked. He was yeah. He just kept going and going and going. And yeah. then yeah, we'd hear like we'd heard like a bull raking and a cow calling not too far away. And it was like he got he he couldn't have been more than maybe three hundred yards away. No. Just on the other side of the stand of trees. Well, I kept thinking, I'm like, he's gonna one of these times he's gonna through, like yep. pop into an opening where I can at least get like eyes on him yeah. and see what's going. Like, does he have other moose with him? Like, what's going but, on? Yeah, it seemed that like he got to that point and then he like sounded like he went towards this other bull and cow that we'd heard that weren't that far away either. Yeah, and then bah, like then you'd hear him pipe up again, like he was all fired up, and then. He eventually, yeah, just kind of shut up, and I think he went off towards that other bull and cow. I mean, that he was not going to compete with. That was the day that we were out there there until 11, 11 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. another That was another morning that Dave didn't. The, the, that was the third time Dave didn't come. The third time Dave didn't come. <laughs> we started to be like, dude, you are not lucky. Like, you just stay <laughs> here, and we'll do just fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, then at night, like at night we were hearing bulls, and then the next, I think the next morning was the last morning we were hunting before we just tore stuff down, that we heard bulls, and there was bull, like a bull with a cow, but like, they yeah. just all had cows, and it was like, yeah. Yeah. And we're in a spot where we can't go to them. I think you could probably... I was sitting up there, and we were calling, and it was like, you could hear bulls around us, and they just weren't budging. It was like the second time, the second calling session in a row that they were like, the the day before, they were they were fairly close. They wouldn't come. And then that morning, and then that night, next morning, I was like, they just don't seem to be budging. They're like... Kind of respond some, but you can hear cows calling. But they're with not them, like you can tell like, when a bull is pointed towards you and coming. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like yeah, they're glucking and there's cows calling and stuff, but they're not like actively moving towards us. And I was like, we've already been out here for like I don't know, four, twelve, thirteen days or something yeah, like it was that. Like a that couple point. days beyond what we planned for. Yeah, right? and I was like, you know what? I knew when I went back that that evening, and I was like. I didn't shoot that bull. I said to both you guys, I was like, that's on me. I made that call, and that was my bull. Like, if I want, really wanted to shoot a moose, yeah. I have a freezer full of fucking meat. I was like, yeah. it wasn't pressing that I shot a bull. And I was like, that's on me right now. Like, I sh- should have shot that moose if I really wanted one. Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting there in the in the tripod thinking that, and I was like, I looked down at you, and I was like, we're done. You're like what? And I was like, out of here. Let's go back. Take a trip back to the river with the with the moose. I'll take start taking camp down and like let's just pull out of here today. Yeah. And it was I just was like fuck it, we're done. There was only two days left in the season or whatever yeah. it was, and I was just like. And it, the times we've stayed out late, it just gets freaking hard. Like that time frame's hard to call. Like yeah, I think if you if you had the mobility, like a spot where you could be mobile and you could like spot yeah if you could spot like bulls with and cows you can get really close really to close to them and yeah. start you know where that's, that's a totally different ball game it is we're, we're just like a fucking swamp like, yeah in the just, middle of a swamp yeah we're just kind of like cold you know cold calling them basically yeah so yeah i just was like what you know might as well just call it pull it oh so i that was 
that morning, I was sick as shit. Oh, I got fully caught like, Dave's. I'm going to fucking pass out. I was <laughs> like, the fuck, dude? You know, what's going on? You're like, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> Bad. Well, yeah, like, because you got up in the stand, and I started calling immediately. You were like, there's a moose. There's a moose. I'm like, dude, I can't hear shit. My ears are, like, buzzing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a long day. I was in bad shape that day, but we got hauled my moose back, hung him up. We got another set of meat poles by the boat. Yeah. Sailed for sailed for home. Sailed for the new world. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, shit, now I can't remember what we were saying. No, just take Oh, you brought Oh yeah, you guys brought the you guys brought the moose back with a four-wheeler. You guys put the moose in. You spread it out between the... You guys spread the moose out between the canoe and the trailer. The trailer. That worked well. Instead of, like, having, like, tons of weight in one or the other. Because we've done it, like, all in the meat trailer or, or all, all in, in the, the canoe. canoe. And it was... Yeah, it yeah. worked well to spread it out between the both. It did, it did for sure. It was freaking money in the bank. In, well, according to you guys, because I stayed at the, I was like, well, shit, I got a way to like all the shit like packs down. That was the other thing that I was thinking. I was like, it's gonna start raining again. And I was like, the oh, tent's yeah, dry yeah. right now. It's a pain in the ass to dry this. Tent. Like you can't put those tents away wet. You have to dry them out. And I was like, oh, whole tent's dry right now. Everything's like dry. And pack this thing up. So you guys took the moose out back to the river. And I took the whole camp down, basically. Well, you guys helped me take the top off the stove. Was the yeah. one thing. <laughs> the, the stack, one thing, yeah. Because that's the only thing that you need two people to do. Everything else is doable one person. You can't put that... I don't know. It'd be interesting to try and put one of those Arctic ovens up, one of those 12s up by yourself. But I, you'd have to have some tricky shit going on to put one of those yeah. things up by yourself, I think. It'd probably be doable in a pinch, but the way those those legs work and to get into that spider on the top, I don't, yeah. Not a, a guy pain. of your height anyway. No, well, I don't think that a guy of any Man. height, because how the fuck, you'd have to like, you'd have to tie one of the poles off to something to hold yeah. it like up like this to get this one in and then tie that because the thing's just like... At that point, they're just pivot all over the place, and they don't want to stay together. Yeah. So I think that it would be a pain putting one of those things up by yourself. It'd be interesting to know if anybody's ever put a, one of those Arctic ovens, like a 10 or a 12, up by themselves with all the vestibule and all the shit that goes along with it. Yeah, it's no, like, little chore. No. Well, it takes 20 minutes yeah. to do it. If you have a couple people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I wonder. It's got to be doable. You just have to, yeah, like I said, tie some shit off or whatever. Prop something up with, like, some sticks or something. Yeah. Um, well, I would imagine, like, the wood stove, you'd have to have some kind of thing to prop up the stack when you run it out the vestibule. So you prop it up so you can go outside and put the, you know, the cap or on. Or you just skip that step. If you're by yourself, off, yeah. yeah, just be like, fuck it, it doesn't matter. But I think the hardest, the one thing to, the major deal is the freaking rain fly. Remembering, 
to open, open and the, tie yeah. off the freaking flap for the wood stove. The stove jack, the yeah. the tent is set up, and you're trying to dick around with that afterwards. And I'm finally going to last... Oh, I've put that thing up a bunch of times before I realize yeah. that's a fucking pain in the ass. That's the pain in the ass part about it, to remember that. You get to a certain point where you're like, oh, I just want the wood stove going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get my get my comfy bed set up. Yeah, exactly. I need to get to relaxing here. And you're like, oh, shit, I forgot the flap. It's going to melt on the side of the fucking stove pipe. Yeah. Because that um, son of a bitch cherries out. Like, you can get that stove glowing oh, yeah. orange in there. Yep. In fact, yeah, white. I keep bringing these, like, 15 degrees, zero degree sleeping bags. And I, I end up, I, I end up, I end once. up pushing them like completely off the cot, just sleeping on my air pad mm-hmm. half the time. And then, yeah, some nights when it gets real cold, I actually get in my sleeping bag in the middle of the night, but, but it never gets zipped. Never gets zipped. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's living. And then you develop your little system. Like I was, yeah, like I'm, I'm, Alarm clock and coffee and yeah first more, first wood stove man yeah and then I get right up get the first breakfast going get it on the wood stove once you've warmed it up yeah no we got we do have a good really good system it works obviously it's working and it's also a work in progress <laughs> yep it just gets better oh, each year. It's gonna be- just gets heavier to fall. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Shit that we bring. <laughs> Fucking moose in the winter knocked over our flagpole birch tree. Oh. So we had to cut that down and like dedicate a new flagpole tree this year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go strip the limbs off like the top. So one we yeah. could like pull over. Yeah. yeah. Sad. And then we, because it would have been, we had to cut another tree down next to it. I'm like, because oh, you can't man. have one taller. <laughs> well, no, well, we couldn't have the one like the flag getting messed up in the frickin' in the next tree next to it. We needed a single tree. That one sucked, pissed me off. I was like, damn, moose broke our tree off our flagpole <laughs> yeah. tree. What the fuck? <clears throat> oh, uh, good stuff for sure. Yeah, lots of fun. I can't, I'm already looking. Yeah. It just goes so quick. You know, you look forward to it all year. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's a gr- like and it's a grind, but man, it's fun listening listening to those moose. Even you know, you're never gonna call everyone in, but yeah, it's just fun. to hear them. I don't even know. I mean, it's 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 so it's nice to not need to shoot one to not like to already have meat in the freezer because yeah. it's like so so much more. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, oh, I got to get one. I got to, like, I need this. I got to get one. (laughs) It's, like, one of the first times that I've ever been, like, don't have to do. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, this year I was, like, yeah, have to. I need to Exactly. And I'm sitting in the total opposite boat. Like, I don't need shit. Like, I have three freezers full of meat. Good to go. Yeah. It's a lot different of an experience when you're not. When you can not super under the gun, like you have to, kill yeah. Them, yeah, not not quite the stress, like just being like, oh man, every time you're walking back to the tent without you know, it's like striking out, nothing happening. I'm trying to think, like I think I went back to hunt with my dad one year. It's probably like eight or ten years ago, 
and I passed up a little buck on the first morning of deer season. Yeah. And I was like, I just flew for like 4,000 miles to come back here to hunt with my dad. I'm not shooting that little fucking three, four pointer, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. I was like, I'm not shooting that deer on and the first And your dad was probably morning. like, what the fuck? Yeah, right? He's like, <laughs> what? You did? Somebody else is just going to shoot that deer if you don't. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, it's over. I, like, I can't even go and hunt and like, sit in a tree stand and like look for deer well, if I kind shoot that one. And that time and this year with that most, I think, is the only time in my entire life that I've been like not shot something been like okay i can high grade yeah yeah no it's a good feeling like that's how i that's how i've been on i mean haven't been on a lot of them but these like media hunts yeah you know that i've been on well the first one the first deer i killed you know after decide like talked him in and let me shoot let me hunt whitetails instead yeah, you I, went on a fucking moose hunt yeah <clears throat> um once I talked him into let me hunt deer, I was like, I'm not just gonna go shoot any buck. I was like, if I'm, I was like, I'd rather not shoot one than shoot. Like, if I want to shoot like an Alberta whitetail, I want to shoot deer. a nice one. Yeah. And I got. I mean, it took the last, literally, like probably the last couple minutes of legal shooting light on the last night, but it happened. It was so, the last night of their season. The being la- well, open. it was the last night we were there. Oh, okay. Right so, on. but it was my la- my last night. Yeah. So. You know, and just as often, it, I mean, so a lot of times it's not going to happen, but you never know. But, uh, like, it's weird. Like, those hunts were typically, especially, I don't know, I get the impression sometimes that, I don't know, riders may be under this, like, pressure. Like, oh, I got to get something just because I got it. Because, like, yeah, it's not quite the same story when you don't kill something, let's be honest. But uh, these hunts, it's like. I don't know, I, man, A lot of times the story of not getting something is better than well, the I story think so. of. Getting something. But you know what I'm saying. I do know exactly what you're saying. You know, it's funny, though. Yeah. Because I don't have to plan all the, like, like our moose hunt, like, in sheep hunts and any of the bear hunt and stuff, you know, any of the stuff we do that I love doing, you know, we're, like, it's all on me or us or whatever mm-hmm. to to make it happen, basically. Whereas a hunt like that, I'm like, oh, there's just no pressure. I'm like... Yeah. I either want to kill, you know, like, well, I shot that whitetail doe. I was like, I want to kill a whitetail with my bow, you know. Fuck it. I'll shoot that one. Yeah. But, um, uh, what, is it, what else was I going to think? And that, I wish I would have had longer on that Audad trip. I'm sure I'll get a chance to do it again someday maybe, but um, that would be one where I could be like, yeah, like, let's just. Wait it out. Just wait and just look for a really big one. Yeah. Um, or, uh. Like, yeah, that, that elk hunt I talked about earlier, I was like, I'm not shooting a raghorn. Yeah. It's like, I'll get a nice, if I, if I'm going to shoot one, I'll get a nice bull and did. So, yeah, I know what you're feeling, but that's not how it was for moose. I needed to kill one. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. It's, totally. It was great. Mm-hmm. And to each his own, like everybody's in a different boat, like as far as standards of what they need, what has to happen. No. And I'm glad I went into it thinking like good one only nothing was like i don't know he's probably 30 inches 30 yeah. well it's a good bull to kill if you need it's like a good bull to kill like if you need to kill starting one. to like palm out and i'm like you know also that could be a moose that i'll shoot years from now that's yeah. a tank yeah you know 
Well, it's it's like it's it's a good bull to shoot if you need to shoot one. Yeah, but oh yeah, for sure. If you if you would rather like if you don't need one and you would rather kill a bigger bull, there's no point in shooting that one. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like you know the first year we were out there, about the same size probably as that first bull we called it's in. Exa- and, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, good stuff. Moose hunting's awesome. Can't wait to go again. Yeah, sure is. But anyway, probably better wrap this one up. Yep, good. Another awesome year. Heck yeah. And we'll see what's what's next, I guess. Next is trapping season, which I don't even know if I'm going to trap. Yeah, you ought to at least get some some wolf sets, which, yeah, we were talking before. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. So what I was going to tell you is um, that spot out there where that bend in the river comes around and there's a trail that goes out. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would do is I'd rip my sled at least to to just put a trail there, even if you don't ever use it again, or just use it to check whatever sets you might oh, have. You can't fucking use it too long because you get so much overflow and it turns yeah, into a Yeah, well, not not like mess. out, on, out yeah. on the ice, but I'm just talking like out from the end of the woods to there. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would blast a trail through that <clears throat> little hole and because uh, like more likely than not, like either wolves are going to come down that trail through the woods or they're going to come out on the river like around that bend and maybe jump into the woods there. So... Mm-hmm. What I would do is <clears throat> is just kind of like a passive set. Like guys will make big gang sets. Um, on the wolves the, are like they'll divert wolves into the woods, but what you one or two, yeah. So only there's so, not like yeah, big it's packs not, of them. So what I would do is I would I would do like kind of run your trail like around. I'd run all the way around that bend and up a ways maybe when the ice is good. Mm-hmm. Um, run that trail up onto that peninsula and yeah. into the woods and i would uh i'd hang a snare i'd like i'd set a snare where you're kind of like just passively blocking off so there's a snare in the trail and maybe like a snare through gaps maybe like conveniently like yeah I construct you. some gaps on either side of the trail right there in the in the like spruce trees not out in the willows because you want to catch moose but yeah um what i would do is i would go to the point on the ice basically that's right out in front of that trail where you could, you know, your trail that cuts to the left up off yeah, onto this peninsula. Yeah. You're on the spot on this river bend where you could keep going around the river bend or turn immediately left and go up that trail. Yeah. Get to the spot there and kind of like visually mark just the edge of what you can see on the opposite cut bank. So it's like, you're coming around the bend of the river, you know, and, if you're making a left-hand turn, you can see the right bank as it comes around. Mm-hmm. Basically, the farthest spot that you can see, go hang some, like, flagging or, mm-hmm. like, some kind of foreign object mm-hmm. off the brush, like, on that cut bank down by the rib, by the by the ice. Mm-hmm. And then what that'll do a lot of times, wolves running, like, I mean, it's like a classic old-timer set wolves that are running down a river and guys will like use this with, they'll make a big like line of snares that wolves will be coming around and they see See that. that. And then if, especially, you know, in theory, you know, it's not going to work every time, but in theory they see that they want to get off the river because they don't like it. And if there's an easy like 
older looking trail. They're going to run up that trail through there and maybe they'll already go that way anyway. But, um, that's just like, yeah, like the classic kind of spook them off. I can't remember the guy's name. It was on a job one time that he like, he was a pretty experienced, like pretty experienced wolf trapper. He talked about making sets, making piss sets on those long, like outside or those bends in the river where mm-hmm. he would make the set kind of on the sandbar. You, you kind of got to do it out of the ice or you end up losing your traps in the overflow, but on a sandbar, like kind of on a peninsula, mm-hmm. making a piss set on the inside side of it where you're expecting the wolves to come around and loop around. You have your trail going, you expect them running your trail. You make the, the piss set on, or you, you make a piss post on the inside part of the trail and maybe set a trap there. But then you have a couple blind sets. You just slide down under the snow on the opposite side of the trail. Cause yeah. he said a lot of times some of those, like some wolves will go in there, check out the piss set and get caught. But some of them, if they're leery of that, or they've seen them, they'll go on the other side of the trail and they'll look at it. They'll stomp down that whole other side of the trail looking at it, but they don't want to go. So they snuck so, up in that yeah, other. So you just have some sets. blind sets. And if they stomp down enough that area, you can catch them. But right on. I don't know. Yeah. Just some ideas. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, for, I don't know. I really like the idea of footholds. I like them. It's oh, fun. Oh, man. Oh, it's cool. I don't mean, I've never even fucked around with snares at all. Everything that I've done is footholds. Yeah. And I don't know. I think pound for pound effectiveness, if you've got the right kind of stuff you're dealing with. Yeah. Like where I was, where I used to trap Martin. I'd have wolves come through all like had packs of wolves coming through every year, but, um, it was all like pecker pole, burnt spruce. Nothing. There was nothing live to like that. You could really securely anchor snares to. Yeah. So I just had to, you know, use footholds for them. Did okay. Not great, but I'm amateur. Anything is better than nothing. Yep. Yep. Good times. Yep. All right. Well, this one's for you, Dave. Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Well, hope you feel better, Dave. I'm still, I'm still a little bit of, a little bit of coughing still. Like two weeks uh, after Moose Good time. I'm super, super psyched that Dave was able to come up here and go out and see what we, see what we moose hunt and yeah. Get to teach us how to properly fell a tree. Yeah. Exactly. We learned a lot about logging. He watched me cut a bunch of trees down. And he didn't ridicule me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd give me a lick of no yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I was all like, right. either I'm really fucking up or. And he's biting his he's tongue. Just like, or it's he's just, like, wow, lost. look at this guy go. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's going to be cause. missing a fucking leg before the next time <laughs> yeah. I talk with him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, if you enjoyed Tundra Talk, appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever other deal you listen on. And uh, if you got any questions, you can email podcast at tundratalkak.com. Thanks.